Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show and welcome to another episode of Unmuted. Thank you guys for tuning in. I see a couple of you here. Let us know in the comments if you could see and hear us uh, well, because uh, as you all know, I have uh, I have history with uh, with some mute buttons and uh, and things like that. <laughs> But thank you for for tuning in. Um, if you are new here, my name is Adnan, and on this show we talk about motivation, inspiration, and all things creative with a bunch of interesting people from around the world, and that includes you guys. So uh, if you're tuning in live, if you're not listening to this after it already aired, if you're tuning in live, that includes you. Uh, so join the conversation in the comments. Any questions you have, anything you have to say, direct it to us, and uh, my guest and I will respond to the as as they come. on air as fast as possible um before we jump into things i want to take a second to uh, shout out uh, all the patrons supporting the page uh their names are rolling up there right on top of my head um these guys are going above and beyond and specifically want to shout out the beast mode patrons uh, ahmed munir tammy khalid and dana you guys uh, you guys are going above and beyond to support the channel to support this show and uh, thank you very much and um if you guys are willing and able thank you Shireen if you guys are willing and able to support the show um, there's a link in the description uh, to our Patreon page uh, check out the different packages and stuff that uh, that we offer and uh, see see if one of them uh, tickles your fancy tickles is a weird word if, especially I don't know I shouldn't have said tickles your fancy I'm sorry guys <laughs> but um, but yeah thank you patrons uh, let's get to the episode now um, my guest is uh, Ahmed Abbas aka seth which is a a jump uh, in a nickname that that i want to get into a little bit uh, he's a podcaster he's a guitarist for a doha metal band called arrival um and uh, he's, he's someone that's been in the circle for a very long time that i never actually got to sit down and have a, a long conversation with so i'm very excited to uh, to get to know a bunch of stuff thank you Raith, uh to get to know a bunch of stuff about him and, and what he does um so uh let's let's just jump into it hit the intro seth welcome to the show yo dude thanks for having me man Thank you for being here. Most definitely. Uh, I, I, like, I like getting podcasters. Uh, the audio is always <laughs> crispy. I like crispy audio. Man, I, I'll, I'll be honest. So the minute, let me get, I, I want to tell you something really quick. The minute I knew that I was going to be out of the office for, I would say like a good, let's say like five months. Like I, I knew that I won't be interacting with anyone. I jumped on it right away. So thank God most of my equipment, most of my equipment is in the office, but I've been doing podcasts at home and I've been experimenting with so many different ways of connecting my audio to the computer. Everything is self-taught or my brother taught me or uh, my buddy Adel, who's one of the best videographers in the game. He's tuning Shout in. Shout out hey, to Adel. He's in, he's in the yeah, comments he's, right now. In the comments, man. Um, I had to jump right in and I was like, oh, I, okay, I can't go to the office. So I found this place um, online that sell, delivers equipment. And it basically does this like, I bought this like um, all-in-one YouTube stream kit. Just a little oh, camera nice. and a USB. Nice. So I was like, it I'm not came gonna, I'm together. Not gonna... It was it was ready for it. It was basically like a package deal. So it's, a, it's basically called the YouTuber Streamer Kit. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, 
I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to complicate things. I'm not going to, like, I'm, as long as I can get the good audio and good vocals. We were talking about this just before uh, before we went live. You were saying that as long as there's good audio, it's all I care about. And, like, that's actually my thought process. As long as I can get good audio, people can hear what I'm talking about. That's that's all I care about. Listen, I got to be honest. I mean, not, not not a lot of people are tuning in for our faces right now. That's uh, that's for damn sure. Um, but uh, wait, b- before before we jump into things, I gave you a little bit of an intro there. Um, I, I said Ahmed, aka Seth, a podcaster and metal guitarist. But in your own words, before we jump into the the nickname, in your own words, introduce yourself uh, to the tribe here that might not know you already. All right. So, like you said, Ahmed Abbas, the real name, Seth, the nickname. I'll get into that later. Uh, a podcaster, uh, metal guitarist. I'd say metal guitarist first. Like that's been with me for a while. Pot, actually, no. Podcasting and metal guitars kind of started at the same time. So I started podcasting long time ago, long, long time ago, and it all started at a coffee shop with me, my buddy Sid, and uh, our, our mutual friend Deep. Mm-hmm. And you know BR, right? Yeah, Badr Asado. One of the like Doha's to me. He's not. He's not Doha anymore. He's in Japan, but one of the best audio engineers in the game, at least. That, that's what I think. Uh, very precise when it comes to sound. Uh, there's an inside joke where it took him seven years to make an album and he still didn't do it. I, I um, remember that. I, <laughs> I, I, you know, you know. Funny thing is, uh, sorry, we're uh, everyone in the comments. We're going on a bit of a tangent here, but for those of you that have uh, seen the vlogs, my vlogs from way back in the day uh, when uh, when we were doing that guy in head. Uh, Br the guy uh, Ahmed's talking about right now is uh, the intro to uh, to the that guy in head videos. That was one of his songs from that album that never <laughs> was never released. <laughs> so at least now people can go back and get a snippet of what he was doing. Yeah, absolutely, um, right. So it it started as uh, us uh, us four. Uh, Br never spoke. He was a sound guy, and uh, the idea came because we sat in the cop shop all the time and we would just talk nonsense. And I was like, "Yo, we should record this. This is some funny shit, and we need to like let people hear this." And uh, it started off that way. It was the co- it was called the Cop Shop Podcast. Deeb was kind of the main host. Me and Sid were like the like the extra hosts, and we would just talk random stuff. And um, that didn't that ended fairly quickly because uh, Br would take the sound and he would, "Oh, I gotta make it crispy. I gotta edit it. I gotta make it all tight." I was like, "Man, just." uploaded there's no need for that crap and uh i at the time i didn't really care much i was like whatever as long as we get content out that lasted i think a month <laughs> we just kind of died out later two years down i'm talking 2000 and uh 2015 2015 mm-hmm. i started sid and seth my buddy sid and myself uh sit and Seth podcast wait 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 and- you're powering through these you're powering through these i want to i want to sit down yeah. and actually uh, dissect them but before we do that um i want to i want to jump in the comments ad is in the house like oh. we said thank you so much for tuning in my dude uh i, I want i want you to know i want your opinion on on the the crispness the quality the cutting of the cameras i want i want to know what you think um uh, roxanne's in the house thank you for tuning in ahmed khairu says can only see you um do you mean you couldn't see my guest or you couldn't hear me? Let me know if, if the the uh, the audio is crisp on your end. Uh, Ahmed Munir is in the house. Thank you, brother. Uh, the mute button is your all-time nemesis. Absolutely. You guys know that. <laughs> Shireen, what's up, Shireen? Khal Tamimi uh, was having a shitty night and forgot that this is happening. Pure joy. Dude, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Shireen, Ahmed Munir, all, all up in the comments there with the love. Uh, Adel Yo, I is see tagging Ken, Ken BR. Ken in the house. My, if I knew my, candles in the house, I would have worn my Canadian jersey. 
Like, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, man. Mike is always repping Canada in the, in the comments. Thank you, Mike, for tuning in. I'm, cu- I'm curious, Mike, who's your favorite all-time hockey team? Just let me know. I was, I'm just curious. And- Ooh. See, I know nothing about hockey, so this is this is something you and Mike can have in common that I I will not be able to bring anything to the table with. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me uh, let's jump back into it. You you started massive podcast like way back in the day, uh, coffee shop uh, podcast, and then you guys did the um, the uh, uh, Sid and Seth podcast in 2014, which was already kind of early for the Middle East. Like no one else was doing that stuff um, around then not to the best of my knowledge anyway but you guys started this podcast and uh, i think that's when i uh, started like uh not paying attention but i started like following the journey of of your your podcast journey kind of thing um so t- tell me a little bit about uh sid and seth okay man sid and, i think sid and seth is what kick-started or i'm gonna use your word tickled my podcast curiosity it's such like, a weird straight word to up, use no- it is. A, it, it, I, I was like, you were saying, why is this too bad? Word? I love it. Tickled, man. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tickled by fancy. I absolutely yeah. love it. I don't know why you're hating on it. <laughs> but it's it's definitely for sure like how um, it got me or at least like uh, it, it helped me enhance my hosting skills. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when we first started, it was basically a creative outlet. There was nothing more, nothing less. Sid, I sat down with Sid. I'm like, listen, bro, I have the equipment. Let's just sit and just talk. Let's just release. Let's just do once a week. Let's not overdo it. Let's just do once a week. Me and you will sit down. We'll discuss like the weekend. Uh, we'll discuss like movies. We'll discuss workout techniques because we were both working out like regularly. So we had time. Then I was like, yo, dude, I have an idea. Let's start bringing in friends. Let's start off like this. Let's just bring in friends, different perspectives, what they were up to. After we start seeing that there's a bit of traction, people like start listen. We're like, okay, we're getting some bit of traction. We're seeing that people actually like this. People are enjoying kind of, or at least what I think, are enjoying our conversations. Uh, Let's bring in people that have something um, important to say or something that they want to talk about or like market or present. Um, And it just became a platform for people that have uh, anything or everything they want to present. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, I'll give you three examples. So there is uh, Badr and our buddy Aziz, Abdul Aziz Zaghmout. They started a gaming show called Khalasta, Khalasta Gaming. All right. We brought oh, them on. Cool. And the whole- yeah. for, the, for those that don't speak Arabic, uh, Khalasta is like, I finished it or I clocked it kind yeah. of. It was, I thought it was kind of cool. And I was like, nice. I got- guys, come on the show and discuss how you guys started the gaming scene what do you guys think and that's where like i started to actually like ask engaging questions you know because when you when you're on it when you're kind of in podcast mode you can't help but ask these questions you know uh the second guest where we had uh two local based rappers but one of them now is in toronto and the other one's still here well i don't know if he's still here but that's not the point they were here and there were rappers and they're just starting and we're like let's have them on and we're not against we, we just want to have at the time we we're just like let's just bring in whoever and whatever you know again bring them on talk about rap talk about hip-hop talk about the scene talk about what's it like now how you guys started were you always into rap you know what i mean and it, it just i realized me and sid had a nat- natural act of asking these questions mm-hmm. there was i wouldn't say zero preparation done at the time but there was like uh like because there were our friends at the time so it was like it's not, we're not asking hard questions we're not asking controversial questions we weren't the joe rogan podcast 
and uh, we're just gonna like literally sit down and just have a talk. I think we went 25 episodes strong. Mm-hmm. Um, then life got in the way, and uh, unfortunately, Sid had to back off because of work and basically life. Cut to year and a half ago. Wait, wait, right? wait! Before before uh, sit down with Seth, I um, yeah. uh, we we didn't get into the one of the biggest uh, asked questions, and I know it's the biggest asked question because I I listen to your podcast and I watch your podcast, and a lot of people ask you this. Um, so your name's Ahmed, <laughs> a very common Arabic name, but your yeah. nickname is Seth. Now I've known you for a long time. Um, we we haven't had a. Uh, in-depth long conversation before yet but i know the story and uh having listened to your podcast for for a long time i know you've repeated it several times to uh to people that it never, ask it never gets old but um it, it just why <laughs> for for everyone that's in the comments here and guys this is this is actually pretty funny and if, if you go all out telling the story it really does happen uh why <laughs> seth okay so um I even remember the person who gave me the nickname, Danielle. Danielle Turner, BR's close friend. Uh, she's the one who started it. So basically, we were sitting at Coffee Beanery, and uh, me and her, or me and Ad, I can't remember, me and Ad or me and BR, were having a heated debate. And all of a sudden, she's like, geez, calm down, Seth. It's like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean, Seth? I'm like, yeah, you sound, you sound like Seth Rogen when you get like seriously uppity. And then all of a sudden, I just get more irritated. What do you mean? You saw, me? I sound like Seth Rogen. I, I don't even remotely sound like him. What do you mean? I don't even. Like, what are you on about? And it just kind of naturally, I get that grunty voice. And then people are like, yeah, yeah, look, look, you're doing it in. Look, look, look at you. You sound like Seth Rogen. I'm like, what? What are you on about? So I start hearing it from one angle. So they start calling me Seth. This is where I've accepted my fate. This is where I was like, okay, this is becoming too much. At university. I'm walking. Some guy holds me by the shoulder, turns me around. He's like, dude, say something. I'm like, what do you mean? Just say anything. He's like, oh, hi, how are you? What did you do this weekend? I'm like, do you see that? Yeah. He's like, me and my friend, we watched The Green Hornet. And we were just thinking about you the entire time. I mean, the <laughs> Seth Rogen movie. He's like, yeah, look, look. And uh, I don't know. I mean, if you can give me an Austin, do I look or sound like him? I, I mean... Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I can't deny it, man. Especially when you when you do the full, uh, the full with the shake, the full throttle. When when you turn it yeah. up a bit, I see it. I completely see it. I can't. I can't deny it. I I remember my uh, my mentor, my coach. Uh, this is in the middle of a workout. I was doing uh, box jumps, so I don't have to explain box jumps. I mean, it's pretty simple. You the workout is there's a box. Jump on a box, yeah. <laughs> Nothing too complex. So I was doing box jumps and I got fatigued and I jumped. I didn't make the jump and I hit my shin really hard. And I made like a very oh! noise. And instead of people coming to my rescue, I just heard my mentor or my coach laugh and yell, Are you okay, Seth? And he doesn't call me Seth. He's like, and him just laughing hysterically. I'm like, dude, he's like, dude. Honestly, I would help, but you sounded so much like Seth Rogen, and I just couldn't help but like laugh. And okay, you, you're good. And yeah, <laughs> well, we, we, we got we got Khaled in the comments. Uh, holy fuck, he does sound like Seth uh, Seth Lol. So um, yeah, I think I think you're outnumbered here. I think you're uh, very much outnumbered. 
I mean, like I said, man, I've accepted it, and I'm I'm glad I'm because people say it's like who gives people like their own nickname. I'm like I personally didn't. It just kind of stuck, and it, I start hearing I, I start hearing it from different sources. It's not like my same friends call me. So everyone from different people are telling me, "Oh man, you kind of look like Seth Rogen." Oh, I was like, "Oh well, you know, I can manipulate the system." And be like, uh, Ahmed, what do you mean? My name is Seth. Canadian passport. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> kind of get away from things. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. I t- um, I got here. Uh, he so he basically sounds like Pumba. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I saw that movie and I I, I myself I'm like yeah I kind of sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> this this is before the Seth thing. <laughs> this is before the, yeah exactly wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I, I've I've always I feel like I've always known you as as Seth, or at least for a very very long time, because um, because uh, we do go way back, but we haven't crossed paths that often. I feel in a weird way. Yeah. There's for those that don't know, um, I grew up and I, I did high school in uh, in Doha, Qatar. And um, if uh, if you don't know uh, Doha, Qatar, it's it's uh, one of the GCC countries, and it's one of the smallest countries, and. Um, Back 20 years ago, it was an even smaller <laughs> country uh, because because it just didn't have a lot of things. So when you grew up there and you're around the same age, you just that's you all knew each other. You all hung out together, and um, and I feel like we were part of the same crew. Uh, you you were a little uh, a little younger than me, so you uh, you kind of when I left, I bounced out of there as soon as I could. When I left, um, uh, you started like playing music and stuff, and I started. Uh, getting to know you more and more especially through the online stuff um but uh, but yeah so the the Sid and Seth podcast happened and um and then you guys you, you stopped doing that and then all of a sudden sit down with Seth at first it was sit downs with Seth thank you I mean you're the only one who actually kind of noticed oh you dude know, I'm, I change I go old school <laughs> thanks man I really appreciate it um uh, I'll tell you why I changed it, and it's only because it just sounded "sit down with Seth" just sounded more smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Sit downs with Seth" was kind of like rushed, and I was like, "Oh, I was really like uh, rushed to just create a logo and just start doing podcasts right away." Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to just wait. Um, so I, I can tell you exactly how that went down, how that all started. Go over it. Um, basically, right now we're talking almost. A year, two years ago, two years ago now, I started sit down, sit downs with Seth. And um, what happened? What happened was, I started doing the whole sit down with Seth, sit downs with Seth. Um, I was just doing it alone. I didn't uh, honestly. The idea just came. I thought, I'd, you know what? I just have the equipment. I have the mics. I inv- actually, I, I actually invested in. I actually invested in the same mics that you have. So. Uh, so yeah, I was uh, I invested in the same mics you have. I think the those are SM7Bs. the best podcast. Oh my god, dude! Hands down, the best. Like whenever someone's like, "What, what mic should I use?" The SM7B. I don't yeah, even yeah. like negotiate. It's a <laughs> it's a radio mic, hands down. So I invested in like you know what's uh, weird? Three of those. Uh, all those Vingali songs, all the new album was recorded on this guy. I know. The, a lot of the growling is it, like I know it's good for like growling or like heavy vocals. I don't know about it, clean. It I don't just, know clean. It was amazing. It was amazing for for my vocals. Josh didn't do uh, his vocals on this thing, but yeah, sorry, oh, okay. tangent. <laughs> this thing has been through a lot, and it's not even mine. I, this is a borrowed mic. 
<laughs> has all spit and like just yeah, anger yeah. in it. I, I told I told the guy I borrowed it off. I told Raz, I'm like, I'm not I'm not giving it back. I'm just buying you a new one. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> like this smells funny. Uh, but no, I, I basically what I was saying is uh, that so I started the whole thing alone, and I just basically had people come over, and we would sit on this table, and I had four of these metal things. I'm like, guys, look, I'm just gonna press record, and let's just have a conversation. And I was like, I'm not gonna, sh- I'm not gonna do any editing. I'm just gonna uh, invest in SoundCloud. I'm gonna bounce the file, put a b- brief description, and just send it. I'm not gonna bother. I'm not gonna. It's, there was too much work. The idea for me at the time was content, content, content. Just keep releasing stuff and keep. Sounds really mean, but shoving it in people's faces. Yeah. How people how to, like, often remember. how often was the schedule in the beginning? It, it was once a week. And I had to like, not back friends because I was alone. So I was like, guys, anyone just come over and just do a podcast, you know? And then again, I started honing back into my old uh, sit down with uh, Sid and Seth and started bringing, bringing in people with sort of creative ideas. And uh, that's when I really start using Instagram as like a marketing tool. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would tell people in advance that we were recording an episode with said person, for example. And I was like, guys, hit us up with some topics. Let's discuss topics. So instead of co- talking about random things, I would ask the audience to give us ideas. And before we start the podcast, we would say, this is just our opinion. So we don't yeah. look like jackasses or people who knew <laughs> what we were talking about. Because most of the topics were like, oh, can you discuss like uh, AI technology? And I was like, I have no clue about AI. But AI you, like, is good. Just like <laughs> I like AI. Yeah. As long as it's not the Terminator, that's all I could talk about. But yeah. basically, we just like have our own opinion about just any random opinion, any random like topic. Um, and then we'd had topics about. Then we try. I try to make related topics about the guests I have. So I had uh, Deeb and Hatem, both geeks in the gaming world. And I was like, guys, I have these guys come on the show. They're both gamers. They're both geeks. They throw in some questions about. So in the as we go on, we're like, guys, I have a question here from Instagram. One of our buddies is asking, what do you guys think of microtransaction? I had no idea what my... I'm not a gamer. I'm just going to say this out loud. I have no idea what micro... At the time, at least at the time, I have no idea what microtransactions are. They're yeah. like, oh, dude, it's like you pay for games. Like, don't you buy the game? I have no and idea like, what, what that is either. Is way, listen, you got to tell you something. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And I, I did that for a solid, I think, 20 episodes. And then that's when my coach, who I knew at the time, called me up. This guy is my coach and my mentor. And uh, he's, dude, this guy, like, he helped me through thick and thin uh, in, in terms of basically uh, my workout because I was struggling with weight. I was trying to get fit. Uh, he would push me to do extra workouts. He would tell me what to do. He would... Uh, he was just like one of the best people that I know, and uh, I kind of owe him a lot for everything that's been I've been through here. Uh, there's a lot of people I actually want to thank, obviously, but um, I'll get to that. Uh, but he he he's the one who called me up and was like, "Listen, I have an idea for you." I'm like, "Go for it, man! I'm all for ideas." I'm like, "How about we take sit down with Seth and we take it, we put it, we direct it towards sports." I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I told him at the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm still kind of investing in more equipment. I, I want to go live. I want to try and do the whole live thing. He's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. We take it. We go live. We do like a whole, like, we sit down. We have we have guests over. I'm like, dude, I'm loving this idea. He's like, you come over tomorrow. We discuss the logistics. Uh, you'll have my team to help you out. And uh, 
the his his uh, wife at the time uh, his wife sorry not at the time his wife um, she's amazing she's the producer of the show actually mm-hmm. so um, everything that everything that I say or anything has to go through her and she has to okay it and I love that process because I love the fact that now we have a team and we have like a whole like community and we have like this like kind of family thing going on I love it it's it's basically my dream come true you know. And it's it's making me become more invested in it. The fact that everyone is putting in so much effort for something that I started, and that's oh man, I gotta show them that I'm even more happy about it. And you can see the results, man. I mean, I'm this is just hard work, man. I'm I'm just so proud of it, man. You know, uh, at the time it didn't when we first started, Adil wasn't with us, and man, when Adil showed up, it just took it up a notch, you know. And uh, yeah, this guy one of my best best friends dude seriously family and we started in uni together this guy studied business and now he's like a video 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 whiz you know and he man we elevated the show together so bad and like i'm just so happy that what we have right now is exactly what i'm working for and it is what it is now and i love it it's it's basically how i want the show that's amazing, man. To, to, I think I think one of the coolest things to see with people that do stuff and like follow through is uh, is the learning curve. I love going back mm. to like you know when when a YouTuber makes it big. I love going back and uh, sorting by date and just seeing what their first video was. Like, what is that like? I love the curve. I don't I don't want to s- see just the like success. I don't want to see just the you know you're already in an office with three SM7Bs and you have a live rig running. I love seeing the first one, and I think um, just just following your journey, kind of from from back in the Sid and Seth days. I love the the learning curve uh, upwards, and now that you have a team and Adils and uh, on board and all that stuff, it's it's one of those. Uh, those stories that are, like it really does teach or inspire uh, someone like me to, to to do these things. I mean, I gotta give props, man. Like, so the team, the the the, the sit down set team is uh, run by a company called Four Sports. They're a company that sells uh, gym equipment, and it's them that kind of elevated the show where it is now. You know, they have the platform. I use their office as a as a studio. Uh, and honestly, like I. I don't know. Like I can't. I can't thanks is not enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, there's two like that thing. Shout out, man! Seriously. So like four sports, and of course the biggest thank you is my parents because yo. So everyone knows that I'm Bufalos. <laughs> I'm Palestinian. I'm turning thirty. I should be like full time job, getting married. But my dad looked at me when I was still working with him at a time. He's like, "Inte, you're not happy." You're not happy in this office. I see you doing well with sit down stuff. I see it progressing because I'd kind of at the time I would sneak out, well, not sneak out. I tell my dad I have a meeting. And the meeting was with sit down stuff at Four Sports office, and I'd do it a lot. I would, it, it happened a lot. I would, and things were literally starting to sort of happen really, really quickly. You know, we're having all these guests. I'm like, holy crap! It's becoming what I want. My dad was like, listen, your option now is resign, and I will support you fully with this venture. And uh, so my family is another. Contributor, the one I want to thank. That's beautiful. Uh, they're not watching now, but uh, I know they know I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. They're all bad. That... They don't watch their app Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think I think support in in any sense because um, I ne- didn't, especially growing up, didn't necessarily get uh, get the support from uh, from the direct parents kind of thing. They still have no idea what the hell I do. But uh, but they've they've been they've been supporting in their own sense in their own ways 
and uh, and also the support of just the, the creatives around me, man. Like we uh, we sit down and we have these brainstorm sessions where it's just like, how do you, how do you make the next song better, and how do I make a live stream look cooler? What pr- production value can we add? And we just sit around and ping pong these ideas and. These these it, it sounds like uh, more of a more of a built together thing and it really is it just like the 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 support and uh, and love they give it makes the stuff we do so much so much more elevated does that, is that even a sentence so much more elevated it did is yeah. I mean <laughs> I, you meet by the hundred I, I agree with you hundred ten percent because when I started off alone um, I wouldn't say it wasn't going anywhere but there was no beef. There was no substance to it. It was just basically random talks, yeah. you know? But when you sit with a team and you're bouncing off ideas and then all of a sudden these things happen and all of a sudden you get different perspectives and it just all of a sudden, boom, you have to sit down with This is what happens. And I, I was like, oh man, I didn't think about this. Good idea. Nice. I love it. I love it. And then it, honestly, like, what's that saying? Dreamwork, d- teamwork makes dream work. Like that. Teamwork makes the dream dreams work. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that one. And it, it is it a hundred. It is exactly what it is because I don't think I would ever alone, alone get this far. Like no way. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be motivated enough. You know, having yeah. the team motivates you to push the, you see how much they, how much work they put in. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, you gotta like show that you gotta reciprocate that that effort. Yeah, know? absolutely, absolutely. Um, I wanna I wanna ask you about uh, working alone versus a team, but let's jump in the comments because Mike here already replied to your uh, to your question about the uh, the hockey teams. Mm. He's a Leafs fan. They haven't won a cup since '67, and before uh, as a kid he was Edmonton Oilers. Wayne Gretzky was my favorite as a kid. Does do any Everyone's of these things Wayne mean? Gretzky. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky is like the Michael Jordan in the hockey. World. Oh, okay. I, a, I, see, I know nothing about hockey. Zero. But here's something I want, I want to tell Mike. Just, just so he, just so you know, is um, I don't know players. I follow hockey only when it comes time to the, uh, the Stanley Cup, and I just love watching the highlights. And I just I love the game visually. I even played it for a bit. I was horrible. I was ridiculously bad. <laughs> okay, I was uh, goons attacked me like crazy. They shoved me. They were like they weren't nice to me. Uh, I didn't know how to skate too. <laughs> I was this like giraffe-legged, frail, oversized human being with a hockey stick going, "Be nice to me." <laughs> All of a sudden, poof, there, that'll teach you. I'm like what? That's unfair. <laughs> and that's that's pretty much how it works. It's it's a rough but, sport. Uh, it's it's one of those things where you got to take a little bit of a beating each game. Uh, yeah, especially if you're joining in as a newbie and uh, everyone around you already like know each other and they're like, oh, who's this kid? And I'm there like super nice. <laughs> like, hey guys, we're all playing together. And <laughs> don't be wrong, they're nice too, but that's how they haze the new guy. Um, uh, yeah, I had to stop because of uh, knee injuries and I was like, all right, I, I'm not going to do this. My knee's about to pop, so I kind of stopped early. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> not all, all, also, uh, Finding uh, an ice rink in Doha, Qatar, is isn't as uh, as easy, you'd imagine. I I think. I mean, we had one in the mall. I remember from like twenty years ago. We got uh, we have two now. We oh, have the mall. And there's a there's a there's a place called the Vlajo, where all the hockey goes down. And uh, it is funny when you when you say, "Oh, I play hockey in the desert." People <laughs> don't really get it 
but funny enough, the local team is ridiculously good. I was like, yo, these guys can skate. Like, yo, these guys can shred on ice. Like, I was kind of like blown away by it. And I was like, okay, I got some competition. <laughs> that's so, awesome <laughs> it's it's yeah. like um it's like uh what's that uh sh- cool runnings that movie do you remember that the jamaican yeah. bobsled team <laughs> exactly like cool runnings. seriously yeah. the, the qatari uh, uh hockey team kind of reminds me of that <laughs> <laughs> um back to the comments ahmed nabil says i like this guy what's up ahmed oh nabil? Ahmed thank you for tuning in Ooh, that guy. um dude when we get to the topic of metal scene in Doha, remind me to bring this dude up. Just let me just remind me, yeah. Will do. Right. Uh, Adil saying EMS Andalus is uh, he's shouting out uh, pillars of the of the Doha scene from back in the day. <laughs> I was new uh, to Andalus, by the way. Yeah, you were there when I left. Yeah, I was like, by the way, I, you know what's funny? I lived in Andalus. For real? My life started in Andrus. I was like a, a baby and I left when I was six years old. Wow. So like I, the, the only person I knew is uh, Alia, Alia Khayfi. You know, like her mom and my mom are best friends and they still talk today. And, and I still, I still hang out with Alia till like, well, not now because of the whole quarantine. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's people still there. I still remember, but Andrus was home. Dude, to me, so, it was like to, to try to explain it for the people that don't know what we're talking about. Um, Al Andalus was a compound, a, a living complex uh, in in Doha, uh, which is a city in the country Qatar. Where back in the day, we had such little to do, and there were so few facilities uh, to cater to teenagers that we just hung out uh, by the pool. Uh, there was the compound had like a little clubhouse which had a pool next to it. Uh, or inside it rather and we just kind of hung out there and and got up to got up to no good uh, by the poolside uh, right outside exactly. all of our houses exactly. um it was such a it's it's such a strange thing to say it's such a strange thing to explain like i tried to explain it to i moved from from qatar to uh, jordan and i tried to explain it to people there like they're like what do you do i was like you know we either go to the mall <laughs> Just hang out, or or we sit by the pool, and they're like, "What do you do by the pool?" <laughs> I I don't know. We're just kind of we just kind of talk and like smoke cigarettes, and Dude, like, you, you know what we used to get up to. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I moved, when I started doing the Andalus thing, again, you left by then, and Sharif kind of joined in a little later. And I remember the Andalus was me, and you know it's new it's a new crew it was me uh, and Sid. I think Adel already knew the Andalus. I think he was there before. So Adel is to me would be considered old school member, BR old school member, and then Megan. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Megan, right? I, yeah, I grew yeah. up with her. Yeah. yeah. So it was us five, and no joke, no joke. We would spend hours drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and we recently or we introduced playing. Uh, uh, what's that? What's that fucking game? The uh... charades. Charades, yeah, charades. <laughs> you you realize like, we just I'm played like... a game of charades right now. <laughs> Smart. I should have been like, <laughs> yeah, what? Two words, uh, two syllables. Two words. Yeah, one yeah. word. One word. Oh, two words. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was horrible at it. So I didn't. People hated me on their team. Uh, <laughs> but that was that was basically it. It was endless. It was literally hours of playing charades, and like we we would do it every day. Seriously, every day and I was like how do we not get bored that or we play Cluedo 
Wow. Yeah. So yeah, and so, uh, <laughs> that that was uh, that was our teenage years, guys. That was uh, <laughs> that's where I, I get all this pent up energy to to play metal and do a bunch of other things outside of just sit around because uh, we, we spent 15 years sitting around. Actually, I wasn't there for that long. I think I was in Doha for like six years. But um, yeah. Jumping back in the comments, Joy's in the house. Thank you so much, Joy, for tuning in. She says, hi, all hope uh, everyone's safe and well. Uh, thank you for tuning in and hope you're safe and well as well. Um, Adil's in the house. He's tagging for sports. Uh, Khaled Tamim is saying, that's rare. Props to Pops. Uh, it is very rare, uh, what you were saying about uh, your dad um, supporting you in, in what you do. So, uh, yeah, Tamimi. Tamim knows... Um, uh, he's, he's also shared uh, a couple of stories and he knows my story for sure so uh, it is it is super rare um, Mike says uh, I played it for a bit as well I wasn't a fitness player e- a, f- a finesse player either uh, I had a lot of penalty minutes <laughs> were you a goon Mike? is that what it's called when you like uh, when you're uh, so push- the guy so like, here's the, the pusher the, no so basically the um in old school hockey, now that I'm doing it, it's, now it's like you, it's illegal. Old school hockey, there was always the guy called the goon. <laughs> he 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 basically protects the uh, midfielder, the guy who scores. You know, he's there oh. to break bones and illegal elbows. And when things get super hyped up and fights get in the way, no joke, the ref the the referees just circle around them and they're like, let them just go at it. They don't even bother. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, here we go. I was definitely the, an enforcer. That's the word. The enforcer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I have no... I, I'm obviously not a sports guy. You guys can tell by uh, by my face and my body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joy's asking, how come uh, y'all speak such amazing English? Um, well, I, I before moving to, uh, to Qatar for high school, I actually grew up in Sydney, Australia. Um, and then I, I, my English was my first language. And then when we moved to uh, Qatar, I learned Arabic and uh, immediately lost the Australian accent because everyone had this. What, what is? Oh, I don't know what it's called. Is it like the the uh, the third culture kid uh, English? Yeah. Where it's you, you kind of you have a generic English accent, um, speaking accent that that kind of has a hint of, of the Arabic in there, um, but uh, everyone was speaking it. I went to a, a, a school there called Shwefat amongst other schools. I got kicked out of a lot of schools. <laughs> it was kind of... Uh, I, I, I got kicked out of Shwefat so so bad that they uh, when they expelled me, they had a radius around the school that I wasn't allowed within. <laughs> um, so it was, gave it was pretty... Was that, uh... What's that thing where the cops give like people? You can't be in twenty feet of the school. Yeah, the, the school gave me a restraining order, basically. Oh, restraining order. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So so uh, that that's how that's how I learned English. Uh, and uh, Seth, you want to answer that question? Yeah. Uh, so funny enough, I was born in Canada, but I have no ties or connections to Canada whatsoever, and it's unfortunate because uh, we basically did it because my mom wanted to wanted me to have the passport. And then as a literally a one-year-old or two-year-old, we would fly back and forth so my parents can get it and my brother and sister can get it. Uh, we had an apartment. I have very little memories of living in Canada. And to be exact, it was in Montreal. So, But basically, my whole life was in Doha. And uh, I picked up the English accent because, one, I studied in an all-English school. 
And I grew up honestly watching a lot of uh, English television, man. Like no, like I didn't, I didn't care much for uh, the Arabic shows. I thought, to me, I thought they were super corny, and I couldn't get into it. Like seriously, I could not, not get into it. I was like, ah, yeah, I can't. We, we, we've we've talked weird. about it on this show before. There's there's a weird um, uh, unbalance between uh, the the quality and the content that's produced in I, I, in. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. It's like it's like they stole Japanese cartoons and sh- really shitty dubbed it with like I'm like, yo, man, this is corny, man. I can't do this. Put on like I used to like watch a lot of Power Rangers. That was the first ever like real time sitcom. Last like, like show I would watch, mm-hmm. and I think that's when I really learned how to speak English properly because I'd watch like that. And, that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I learned it from the Power Rangers, and, and there's an amazing tagline there. I learned from the power <laughs> I'm using I'm using this as this is gonna go as my nugget for uh, for the Instagram page. <laughs> Seth says he learned it from the Power Rangers. <laughs> anyway, let's um, let's keep going through the comments. There's a bunch here. Ahmed Munir, what is up, brother? Thank you so much for everything you do. He's a beast mode patron. Um, Ahmed Munir says I recently watched your episode with Tima and I loved it. It was very informative, uh, very funny and light. Felt like felt very natural, like you weren't trying to shove info down our throats. Mad props, and I'm looking forward to more episodes of your podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I got I got to give props to Tima, man. Tima is one of my all time favorite guests. She is no bars. She will call bullshit as it says if she's because she's a, a nutrition expert. So whenever she sees something that's BS, she's not afraid to like call it out. Mm-hmm. And I told her like this is why I love this is why I want to have you on the show more often because when, whenever I say like yo, what do you think of this style of like dieting? What do you think of this? What do you think of detox? She's like fake, 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 and I'll tell you why. And she backs it up. She has the research. Yeah, and yeah, man. She's awesome. So. Thank you for watching. I really appreciate it, man. Really, really. Shout out to Ahmed Munir. Nigel's in the house. He says, sup, fellas. What is Ooh. up, Nigel? Thanks so much for tuning in. Jelly. <laughs> Sorry, I'd say that. Love you, buddy. That's his nickname. All right. All right. You, Doha gives you weird nicknames, man. Let's just... let's just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the way it goes. We got, we got Muhammad uh, Ahmad in the house. Yo. You I'm, guys know each other? Know yeah. Each other? Yeah. I, he's, I know him from uni. Uh, and, I uh, I went I went to high school with him in, in Qatar. Fair enough. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Uh, yeah, man. Vasilis, I saw I saw Vasilis tuning in the house, dude. Vasilis, man. Again, when we get into music, just remind me of those those these names, man. Nigel, Vasilis, Ahmed Nabil. I got these guys deserve so much love, man. I'm serious, like, oh man. Oh. I got you. We're gonna get into it. Uh, let's power you through a couple more. Pioneers over here. Uh, Mike Angelo says, "I was definitely an enforcer, aka goon. That makes sense. <laughs> so it was, it was what he was saying. Um, my face shows it, many stitches and scars." Uh, <laughs> Khal Tamim says, "Goons is basically the Bash Brothers from the Mighty Ducks movie." <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, if you watch that movie, it's 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 it's, a, it's an all time classic. Man. When you watch what's it called the. Uh... Like if you're into hockey, you gotta watch Mighty Ducks. I didn't watch it, but everyone's like, "How do you not watch it?" I'm like, "I don't know. It was too corny." Like oh, that's dude, what I love I, the Mighty Ducks. I love the wait Mighty the cartoon Ducks. or the movie. The movie. Oh no! See, I like the cartoon. No, no, nah. I won't lie, man. I still, I, 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 so there's grown-up cartoons and there's children cartoons. When I mean, when I mean children cartoons, I mean like Cartoon Network. I continued watching Cartoon Network until. This is, I don't know if I should be ashamed of this, but like until I was like 26, man, 20, until they stopped Adventure Time. So when Adventure Time ended and uh, that regular show, I stopped watching Cartoon Network. 
because yeah, those I, two are my all-time favorite cartoons. I don't, I don't really watch. Uh, car, I, I mean, I don't know. Family Guy is considered uh, one not, of those things, but but yeah, that's that's kind of my my threshold. To me, to me, like South Park, Family Guy, Simpsons, it's a cartoon, but man, it's like it's adult. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. but I'm talking like baby stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a Tom and Jerry. Like, Tom, yo, hey, you, Tom and Jerry. Till now was bomb. But I'm talking about the old stuff, obviously. Man. Wait, I have a question for you. Who's the villain in Tom and Jerry? Yo, I think you just blew my mind. Who's the it's villain? The, it's the. So it's and not guys, Tom, guys it's not in the Jerry. comments, guys in the comments, let me know who's the villain in Tom and Jerry. Is is it I Jerry? Is it Jerry uh, messing with Tom, and Tom is just trying to revenge, get him back, kind of defend himself, or is it Tom that's it's... always trying to get Jerry, and Jerry's just kind of trying to fuck with him because he's been trying to eat him for so long? Honestly, Tom straight up because Tom never never wins. So it's either Jerry who always comes out on top, or Tom who always loses, or they find equal ground. But what if so... what if what if Tom? Never wins because Jerry's the villain. Yeah, you can't do me like that. It <laughs> <laughs> messed my whole mojo. I don't know. It's, uh, man, because there's other villains. There's like the other cats, you know, the different colored cats. You know, <laughs> Let, let's, see. Come let's see what the guys say in the comments because I'm really curious. I've, I posted this on my Instagram once and it like separated everyone <laughs> on my page in mm. exact half. It was fifty okay. percent across the board. <laughs> um, Joy saying, "I'm learning Arabic, but it's very hard. It really is, Joy. Um, Arabic. I still, I still mess it up. I still get a lot of shit wrong, <laughs> and especially um, like the grammar, the writing and reading and stuff. I, I the mind's out the window. I, uh, I have a pretty bad. I can't read or write, so you can't read or write. Yeah, the, especially you know." The- the punctuation, um, what is it called in Arabic? The, I have no uh, idea. You if guys anyone know knows, just the like <laughs> shapes they have on top of the thing. That stuff blows <laughs> my mind. Mohammed um, Ahmad saying Shrey Fat Days. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Shout out to the Shrey Fat Days and shout out to me getting kicked out of that school uh, and, and it, them putting a restraining order on me. I had a, I had a, I was, I was a very different kid. I was very um, <clears throat> hyperactive and I was very violent and uh, we started a lot of fights. Uh, it was a small, it was a small country. It was a small city. We didn't have a lot to do. There, there wasn't a music uh, class. I wanted to take music. They didn't have music in Shrey Fat back then. No one had anything uh, for us to do, you know, so we uh we just we just pick on each other and get into fights and i, I went for a year and a half by the way i was in shifat for a year and a half how's that but uh i i again a year and a half says that i left halfway <laughs> <It's like a laughs> <year>. <laughs> that's true i should have clocked that I see year, you see i, I didn't five, yeah dude, year five and a half year six i was like i'm out yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't yeah, do too know. well in high school i i didn't pick up on the year and a half <laughs> <laughs> that's the- <laughs> Uh, Mike's saying I'm 42 and I still watch cartoons. I use the excuse that I have kids. <laughs> that's a good excuse. Yeah, Mike. I'm going to start using that very excuse. soon too. Um, I'm, my that's, little guy that's is my still. Excuse. That's my excuse to going to Toys R Us when I take my nephews there. <laughs> yeah, I don't because like, I don't look like a creep going in alone. <laughs> so whenever my nephew's like, "Hey, you want to go to Toys R Us?" Like, yeah, sure. 
and I see all the toys. I'm like, man, I wish I was a kid. I want action figures. Khalid saying, "Lol, Adnan's pause after Adventure Time. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was waiting for kind of a follow up, but uh, it took a second. So it just for it to process. That's the pause to Khalid's talking about." He says, "Dude, I still watch DBZ, DBZ, uh, Dragon Ball Z." Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. Here's the um, Jerry. He's a fucker, little mouse. I can't say that word to Mimi on the show. You know that. Um, <laughs> he almost got me. Uh, so Jerry, Jerry's the villain. Uh, Mike is saying, "Mind blown." Tom is definitely the good, uh, the goon. More often, sorry, not the good. Hmm. So. Uh, there's a there's a tom is is the villain there's jerry is the villain enjoy saying oh there's the fuck word yep <laughs> there it is <laughs> mike replying to her fudge fudge yeah absolutely man absolutely i think i think the the tom jerry uh debacle is something that we we need to find a, a settle a way to settle it i you brought it up now i need to know like now i gotta go do in-depth research and like find out you know, exactly what's going on the, uh the the creator of tom and jerry just recently passed away i think it was like a week ago i saw it so yeah so it's I, was, I anyone to ask it would have been him it would have been him not, My, the, not the son sensitive, but dude that's like First of all, it, it was sad, but I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> you asked that question too late." <laughs> yeah, it might it might be something that just uh, that we'll never uh, we'll never know. know. We'll never get it from his point of view, anyway. Um, but speaking of uh, of Tom and Jerry and and that uh, cartoons and you going to uh, to Toys R Us, all that stuff. Um, you're you're into a bunch of like you're into a lot of uh, what is it? It's not pop culture. It's um, what is that called? What is that uh, whole uh, world called? The, you the, can call it pop culture. You can call it pop culture. The the comic book pop culture yeah, yeah. stuff. It's and considered pop culture. You've um, you've based a lot of the stuff you do online on that stuff, but um, most people. I'm I'm completely stereotyping here. I'm completely like uh, uh, lumping a bunch of people in, into a box. But the introvert versus extrovert uh, kind of uh, stereotype uh, is is kind of squashed here because you do a lot of stuff online. You like interviewing people. You like going out in the open. You broadcast. You testing CrossFit and uh, and different dietary uh, plans. All that stuff. That's someone who's very much an extrovert that's someone who doesn't mind uh, sharing his life with people doesn't uh, mind discussing things with people is there is there um a time where you're just like turn the cameras off turn the microphone off i don't want to do this i just want to i just want to chill at home and do nothing for a bit i've had that time and that was recent that was at the quarantine when i was like oh we can't do the, can't go to the office i'm gonna use this time to kind of chill out and even I spoke to uh, the production team at Four Sports, and they were like, "Yeah, we should we should just take a break." You know, I was like, "Fair enough. I'll I'll, I'll stay active. I'll do some stuff on Instagram." Even then, I couldn't, because even on Instagram, I used to do this thing, man. I used to do this thing. I used to call it Tune Tuesdays, where I'd mm-hmm. play uh, I'd play a riff, and I'd just upload it. And I was I was that's because I was bored, you know. I was like, I'll just play a riff and I'll put like a post and like, what? Who recognizes this riff? Who recognizes it? And uh, we still were talking about doing podcasts and uh, how to get it started. Um, but that was the most where I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna stay home. 
and it's tough man because i am i'm not an introvert i actually like going out like this has been emotionally physically mentally a very tough time for me because i'm so not used to being a home all the time like if anything i have just recently accepted the fact that this is gonna take its time i gotta just live with it for now find out find something better to do i don't know play more guitar because i've neglected my guitar playing yeah shame to say that uh do something pick up playstation something and uh i've now kind of comes to come to turn with it um but dude i'm man like i before all this go out every day even if it's for coffee or like kind of is like the uh sort of the uh, hangout spots for people that basically want to go grab karak. It's basically a uh, very sweet a tea? Uh, tea and you get it in the car and you just drive around and kind of the, it's the thing you do in Doha. It's uh, if you want to like hang out really quick and not really spend a lot of time outside. Karak. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I love I'm it. Pretty sure we have, we have the same uh, kind of culture here. And even back in Jordan, we, uh, you, you just uh, drive down to the, to the, like the, Karak shop, the coffee shop, honk your horn, and the guy would just come out with two or three or however many people in the car of the same thing, and it's a tiny little drink that you just have hot in the car and, uh, and drive around. Yeah, and that was kind of, that was kind of my thing. I was like, man, that's basically how I wanna. What's it called? The uh, that's basically how I wanna just. That, that's what I do, and all of a sudden, all that stopped, and I couldn't deal with it for like the first month. Second month, I'm like, uh, until my mom dropped this uh, thing, and I, it made me feel so small. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. And she saw me like being all wimpy, and was like, she's like, Ahmed, there are people who are in prison who are not allowed to leave, and you here complaining. I'm like, mom, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. So that cheered me up a little bit. That, that's kind of like, it, I mean, it's just comparing prison to this, but it's not, it's not a fair comparison. But she made a point. In a weird way, like you can still go out and get groceries. And by the way, I do not take that for granted. I actually love that. Now yeah. I actually enjoy that, and that's one of the fun things to do. Um, and now it's kind of like it's good. I'm actually I, I'm liking it more because there's a lot of there's a lot of times I get to reflect. If anything, I have more opportunity to expand and work on my podcast. Uh, I came up with an amazing idea. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's something Ooh. that me and him are working on. Yeah. It's a uh, I don't know, man. Adel, are you still there? I don't know. If I should say it, Adel will, Adel will tell me. But Adel's here. I actually want to, after this, I want to I wanna go into his comment because he just blew my mind with the Tom and Jerry uh, debate we had. Oh, yeah? All right. Well, um, I, I want to I know because I want to tell him this thing, but I want to I keep it a, like a thing. I want to keep it a secret. Well, not a secret, he, but it's happening it soon. We'll, we'll, we'll announce it when you guys uh, announce it. It'll be good. I will, I will definitely. Yeah, it's going to be big because we're, we're working hard on it. Uh, Adel's almost done with it. It's something that's going to be fun. Uh, it's... It's a reason to stay home, actually, because it only works in the house. Okay, um, so, so I'm looking at the positives more like the negatives. So it's definitely changed my perspectives in life and everything. You see, it's weird because that, that's why I was asking that question, because I'm already an introvert. Like I, I, I do go out and I do hang out with, with my friends. We, we, uh, we do party. Um, uh, and when there's a show and there's a metal show and stuff, I'm, I'm always there front row and center. But I... When it comes down to breast stacks, I am an introvert. I don't just like uh, hanging out. I, I do have a lot of downtime. I do have a lot of alone time before this. And um, 
the transition into quarantine was uh, was easy, especially because you know Tara and I just had the kid, and we were already spending a lot of time at home. So it's just instead of going out on a Thursday, we just watch a movie here instead of watch a movie at a friend's house. But um, the podcast is is really bringing out this, uh, and I and I said it uh, yesterday with uh, with Basil's uh, episode. It's really bringing out this like transparency that I didn't know I had. I had a lot of. Uh, th- things I had to work through before, like really opening up with someone, and having to talk to uh, to someone new. Um, uh, and as of now, it's a lot of mostly uh, people I already knew. But having to talk to a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people three times a week, uh, and everyone in the comments, everyone in the tribe joining in, telling me their story, uh, adding to the conversation, all that stuff. I've I've started to realize, man, you really. I'm really starting to open up here and I'm starting to enjoy uh, the dialogue. I'm starting to enjoy kind of opening up and, and, uh, and talking about things. Uh, like the, the, the thought flow is, it, uh, it's funny that I said thought flow while I was stuttering, trying to figure out, find the word, but you know what I mean? The, uh, that, that just like release of just like, this is exactly what I think, or this is exactly how I felt. And, and it's such a new um, sensation for me because other than this, I've only ever had music uh, to, to really like express myself. And I find it's such a different medium, um, but the same kind of uh, the same kind of rush, if that makes sense. That's exactly how I feel, especially the fact that you have it live. It's kind of more engaging. So before all this, ours was live, too, and it was more fun as well because we had the same thing, comments and comments and all that. But uh, even when I do it not live and I get to engage with people out like just doing my work, I feel like I'm doing something useful as well. You know, so I'm, I'm with you on the whole point. But I'm kind of curious, like, did you find it natural to kind of get that hosting skill? I'm like, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like it, you got to prepare for it? Or? No, not really. So what happened was um, JM and I, uh, my guitarist in, in Svengali, um, my guitarist, the guitarist in Zwingali. Uh, we we did a we did a, a live stream at the very very beginning of the the quarantine lockdown stuff, um, and uh, we were just updating people on on the album and when the music video and stuff was coming out, and um, just the interaction. Something clicked in my head. I was just like, this is really fun. And I even at first I didn't call it a podcast. It was just we stream. We talked. We talk to the tribe. We t- I talk. I get a guest on and. That's basically it, and we kind of figure out what what the hell it was later, and um, yeah, we called it the show. That's like how much I thought we I, I went into like the branding and stuff. I just I was like, welcome to the show. And that's it. And um, unmuted is a cool name, man. I, I got I got to give you that. It's super original. I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, thanks to the tribe and thanks to uh, to JM as well. There uh, there was a poll. So because on on JM, one of the times JM came on after that when it started becoming this thing, um, I kept muting. Obviously, the, everyone knows the story. I kept I kept muting, and he said you should just call it unmuted because you give people like a chance to talk, but also because you should be unmuted. Stop muting yourself. And and uh, we made a poll, a live poll, and the tribe uh, voted, and it went from the show to to unmuted. And it kind of, I kind of, I felt that was the case because I think it was uh, Mike. uh, The mute button is your nemesis. 
I, I, I didn't put it together. I, I'm not that smart. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know, maybe. But I'm like, eh, does it, maybe it has to do with you always accidentally muting yourself and you're like yeah, talking and no one can hear you. Oh, I'm it mute. absolutely does. Yeah, absolutely does. Oh, wow. Okay, nice. That's been, that's been, that makes the name a thousand times better now. I, not, and it's kind of taken on uh, like a, like a, uh, uh, energy of its own. Um, like we've asked a couple of people what unmuted means to them. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's definitely taken off, uh, taken an energy of, of its own, which like everything else you try to name, right? Like Svengali is a stupid name. If you think about it, like that boil it down. Corn is a dumbass name. Slipknot is w- <laughs> <laughs> like, what is, what is all this? But after a while, the, 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 whatever the content is kind of gives the name value. I like, I like the Seinfeld meme that you once posted. Svengali. Sengali? Yeah. Sengali. <laughs> I love that thing. I'm just a big Seinfeld fan. I was like, ah, I, mean, I, I know that episode. Um, so I'm going to jump into the comments. Adel, I'm going to get back to your Tom and Jerry comment in a sec because I feel like it's going to spark a debate. But um, you will. Yeah. Uh, Romario Fernando is asking, hey, dude, what's the scene like in Doha? Romario, thank you for tuning in. Um, he's going to be on the show. Uh, one of the, the best audio engineers in the region, dude. And. Um, we, I'll get to that question because I do want to talk to uh, Seth about the scene in Doha, um, but uh, but we'll uh, we'll cover that in just a bit. Um, Tamim is saying, just googled it, Jerry. Uh, I feel like this is this is <laughs> to spark spark something. Fan is in the house. And greetings, Adnan Ahmed and Tribe. Thank you for tuning in, my brother. Uh, Nabil uh, Ahmed Nabil is saying, you look like uh, the Thunder God. Yeah. <laughs> He, he's. I, I know what he's trying to say, but okay. All right. I don't know if I should play it, Ahmed, but I'll. If you want me to say it, I'll say it. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll get. We'll get there. It has to do with the scene, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Khalid Tamimi says, uh, all those Karak cruises, I miss it. Um, and he's also asking, Seth, what music are you into? Bands and albums that change your life? We'll get to that in just a second as well. So we got we got a couple of questions about the music. Adil saying, uh, hopefully soon we'll announce it and probably collaborate. So there you go, Seth. Uh, that's your <laughs> don't say it. Oh, don't say random. it. I got you, bro. I got you. I'm not going to say a word. Mike is asking, by the way, where is JM? Do you guys know? Where? Screw JM in the comments. As soon as, uh, as soon as, oh, he's here. Oh, see, 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 he, he just showed up. He just showed up, Mike. I think, I think you, uh, you uh, gave him a ring. Um, but you, uh, JM, you know that uh, we go screw JM in the comments whenever you're not here. So we were about to uh, start throwing screw JM in the comments, but you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was I in the comments? Yo, I lost the comments. Uh, where's JM? Uh, JM says, I'm here. All right, so we're not going to say screw JM. Um, Khan saying, Marhaba in Arabic. Wadia uh, is in the house. What's up, guys? Love what you do. Uh, so much talent. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, thank you uh, thank you for the kind words. Um, I follow I follow down on Instagram. She has an amazing catering company a business uh, over in South Africa, which, uh, which is nice. very cool. South Africa, hands down, one of my favorite countries that I've been to. Just saying. It's... I've never been. I have never oh, been. Man. Oh, man. Put it on your list. I'm dead serious. Gorgeous. I really want to go. It's absolutely one of the, it's the spot. So, props. Um, Big up. Bef- before we get into, into the music stuff, I'm going to read uh, what Adil said about the, uh, the Tom and Jerry thing. So, basically, for those uh, tuning in just now, uh, we I was asking Seth who he thought and I was asking everyone the tribe uh, who who they thought was the villain Tom 
or Jerry. Um, because, you know, the, the, it seems like people know until you think about it. And then, uh, and then it, it gets a little cloudy. But Adel is saying, the owners are the villains. If they fed Tom, then he'd probably get along with Jerry. Yo, that's deep. That's deep. That's like looking. That's that's thinking outside the box. Yeah. That's some thinking outside. The <laughs> I, box like that. There, I like that. I like that. That's 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 like uh, some DMT shit, bro. It's like. Oh, <laughs> the but society yeah, is your enemy, bro. <laughs> let's let's switch gears from Tom and Jerry. We talked way too long yeah. about Tom and Jerry on this episode, yeah. but um, so Romario is asking what the scenes like. Uh, and uh, Tamim is asking what uh, music and albums you're into, all that stuff. So let's uh, let's start kicking gear into the music stuff. You um, play play guitar for a Doha-based band called Arrival. You guys have yes, been sir. around for like two years, right? Two, three years? Um, a bit longer. I mean, if my brother was watching, he'd tell you exactly when, but uh, he's not on. Uh, bless him. He, uh, but I think, yeah, two, two, three years. Two, three years. Um... And uh, we, so Arrival started, like I, I came up with the name Arrival uh, and I was kind of like, I wanted to pick a name that was uh, based on a kind of a Prometheus style world where uh, if you watch the movie Prometheus, not to get too bl- uh, blasphemous, but uh, humans are not created by you know who and it's kind of like an above beyond thing and these other people came and created us and they've come, they've arrived to tell us hey guys we're the ones who made you it was like an alien world based kind of uh, mentality because i love that concept that we don't know what made us you mm-hmm. know living in two separate worlds and all that i just i love that like my whole imagery was spacecraft sort of i don't know it's it's weird i can't put my finger on exactly what i'm trying to say but it's very uh what's that word I can't think of it. Honestly, I lost it. When I, when I remember it, I'll, I'll come back to you. Uh, it's really, it's really tough. But uh, but it was, it's very much kind of, I would say, genty. Kind of what I was the theme of what I was trying to get, get to. Yeah. Uh, my problem, my big big problem is I was never happy with tone. I was never happy with uh, what I was playing. Everything that I wrote came off to. Uh, uh, oh, here, Mo's here. <laughs> oh, 2014. Thanks, bro. Um, the the whole thing just came out very uh, in, in the of, recording process or in, in the live the writing process, me me when I play oh okay. uh, yeah I just didn't I wasn't happy with it you know uh, my my riffs sounded too jammy you only come up with just a jam riff when you're playing with your band oh let's just you know play drums yeah us. the the top of your head riff yeah exactly the top exactly and I was just never happy about it I was. Uh, I'm not even my brother, dude. I think he hates me for this because I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. The town's it's so fluffy. It sounds so, you know. And dude, my brother is a genius when it comes to this because he figured it out. He got the uh, the axe effects and he's fixing fiddling. And then we kind of get the tone right. Then I'm like, dude, I think we should get your friend Jan involved. So both he's both our friend. Our buddy Jan is a genius. He he's a. What, What's that guy who's like really smart, but kind of like not autistic, but he's like uh, he's just smart and he's very lost. He's in his own world. I love him. He's he's very weird when it comes to the recording process. Like he turns off the lights. It's very dark. He likes being in ambient mood, and then he'll record. You mean eccentric? Very, very, dude. Very, very eccentric. And like, 
It's the music. The music he recorded. Well, he kind of wrote most. Me, him, and my brother wrote most of the riffs for the EP that we made, which we never released, by the way, because I wasn't too happy with it. You know, I didn't have much creative say. I was like, I'm, at the time, I'm like, I just want to. I just want a band. I just want. I just want to release music. That's all I cared about. Uh, so he, he and my brother wrote death metal style riffage with death metal style vocals, which didn't fit the world that I was looking at when I was looking at the rival. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's cool. And I, I was too shy to say anything. You know, I was still 24, dude. I was like very like, kind of like, okay, I don't want to mind. Let's do it. Sure. Yeah. Um, we, we recorded five songs. Uh, in the end, I was kind of like, okay with it. Then Jan had to leave for good. And then me and my brother were like, what do we do with these five songs? And I looked at him like, dude, don't release it. <laughs> He's like, why? I'm like, just don't. I'm not, I'm personally, I'm not happy with it. I don't mind. Personally, I don't mind releasing it. I think, uh, I think people out there will like it. There's a lot of different tastes and different things. I, after listening to a few times, I kind of starting to like it, but it's not songs you can play live. They're the, so technical. Dude, the tribe knows. Very, my my stance on this is always done is better than perfect always and if you had had released it uh, you would have been working up from a release already uh to to your second album to something that's already has established the name and stuff like that rather than uh, always trying to build the first block you you were talking about um BR from Doha earlier yeah don't BR it release I, drop I, it I, I did I, I accidentally did I, I BR'd <laughs> I love you BR sorry about this uh, <laughs> but I accidentally did and that's because I wasn't happy with it um, my brother I think one of the my humble opinion I might be biased because my brother all time best guitarist in Doha I'm saying it because I generally think he is uh, even when the music scene first first started I didn't play guitar everyone was like Mo that's the best guitarist in Doha everyone knows this now that the music scene has developed and there's so many amazing guitars one of them i don't know if he's still watching but uh, vasilis he works at 51 east which is a place where they sell guitars they sell all that uh guitar guru this guy when it comes to tone amp sounds he might be working there he'd tell me don't buy this buy this and you wouldn't try to sell me short you know so i'm learning a lot from all these amazing people uh the the music scene let's, I let's think jump now into that because um, that that was romario's question what's what's the music scene like in doha because when i was there uh it was non-existent i mean the only person that was was doing anything um kind of uh of of any no- notoriety was nasa uh even back in the day with asgard legionnaires uh, and then with his solo stuff, and then it turned eventually into a band and that stuff. Um, that was the only person I know that was actually doing anything in Doha. So, and now I'm seeing um, there, there's a festival, like us. There's something called Stormblast, and you guys are playing shows and stuff. So, give give us a rundown of of the Doha scene right now. So, the gentleman who just uh, commented uh, Basil's name, Ahmed Nabil, is the reason why we have this metal festival here uh, called Stormblast. Stormblast is basically, and uh, Ahmed, you're more than welcome to squeeze in your comment here, but basically from my understanding, Stormblast is a collective of all these amazing local talents, and they're out there playing uh, cover cover, cover songs, or sometimes uh, originals. It really depends. So, but basically, say it more or less, it's basically a community of every metalhead in Doha that comes and watches these 
uh, amazing bands play. We had the opportunity to play uh, two uh, Storm Blasts. The third one was supposed to happen in March, but unfortunately, due to the current events, it had to be postponed, which I can't wait because we had an amazing, like, uh, uh, what's called the set list. And I was like really happy. I was like, oh, man, I had my gear. I got my new amp. I was like really excited to play with it. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. It's okay. Ahmed Dabil. Make it, make it happen, dude. <laughs> uh, but he, he kind of was the reason why we have this metal festival. And uh, it's, helped, it's helped the scene grow so much, man. So much. And uh, there's so many of all these new bands that are like, I've never heard of. They all get a chance to play. And the rule of thumb is uh, you play twice. And then next time you let someone new play. Which is okay. insanely so fair. So twi- twice is, in a row? Re- no. Yeah. So if you're new, you're the opening act. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you play, you get like a a, a later slot, you know. So what, what's the com- me- what's the community like? What's is it is it um, is there like a a place that uh, people gather? Is it is do you guys meet up outside the Stormblast uh, shows? Well, it's it's I, I I wouldn't I I couldn't give you the exact details, but I think it's uh, very businessy related because it's uh, it sound it's more. Uh, Ahmed Dabil talks to a hotel and they rent a, they have a venue or an outdoor uh, outdoor area because most of the storm blasts happen during the winter when the weather is awesome um, and it's normally I, on a I, Thursday so I can't imagine an outdoors show in Doha uh, during summer <laughs> yeah <laughs> rock and rock well <laughs> I, I don't oh man. or indoors you, actually you, you would literally <laughs> melt their faces off <laughs> literally exactly I'm like it's oh, all it's working. No, no, they're not working. They're just dying. They're literally yeah. dying. Uh, but uh, but no, um, it, it's a collaboration with uh, a hotel and Ahmed Dabil where they say we want this Thursday. We're having a metal festival, and he'd organize it. The hotel would be cool with it, and that's kind of the all right. This is where we're meeting, you know. So I can't really, I, I wouldn't know. I don't want to give false information. I don't know exactly the exact details, but that's pretty much how it works. They set up a yeah. whole Facebook invite, and you go there, you pay your entry fee, you go in, and you have a blast, man. And uh, it's just awesome. Honestly, I love the fact that we have a scene because uh, it gives people to shine. I felt really bad because there was supposed to be... This is a first for me. At least I didn't know. So there's a local metal black metal band. Personally, I'm not a fan of black metal. Not myself. Mm-hmm. I can, we can get to the question of that. I'm not a fan of black metal. But there's a local black metal band called Abenok. Okay. They should have they, they had their EP release party. But again, to the whole thing, it had to be shut down. That's huge. So like, I saw who, that. I lo- is there is is that the only like who who's releasing original rock and metal um, out of out of Qatar? Is there anyone outside of that? Right now, me, the only one I know is Abenok. They're a local black metal band. Um, and and I uh, I was again not a fan of black metal, but I was a fan of the fact that they got that far. They had a release party. They were like, "Okay, guys, come to this place." I think I can't remember. The, I can't remember the name of the the bar or the club. They were like, uh, "Come to this place." And uh, yo, there we go. So Ahmed Abil just posted the guy's name, Abdullah Abdullah Al Amari. Yeah, this dude. He's the, I think the vocalist, if I'm mistaken. But yeah. I was I was like, yo, I looked at Mo. I'm like, dude, you see what's happening? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, bro, this is a band coming out just to play cover, not covers, just original stuff. This is our time, man. 
And uh, just like I just like I was talking to you uh, before we went live, my brother would send me like little clips. What do you think of this riff? What do you think of this? I'm like, dude, it's all good, but finish it. Write a song. My problem, me personally, I don't know about Mo. I think Mo is a fantastic guitarist. Um, that I don't know how to do song structure. Yeah. So I need to have a vocalist on deck to tell me, oh, write this part. Oh, make the guitars like this so he knows how to say things. Because if you ask me to write lyrics, oh man, you, you don't want to ask for it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much all I can say about the scene. And I think it's just getting bigger. Because th- the last metal uh, metal festival, uh, not the last, but this, the one that's supposed to happen now, is supposed to be the biggest. With instead of uh, four, ba- uh, four uh, five bands, it would be eight bands. You, you know, it's, so a, normally- it's such a... It's such a weird uh, thing to hear you say that because that Doha I grew up in was such a different world. The only the only show I've ever played uh, in Doha was a Battle of the Bands at the American School, uh, and we um, I forgot who was even in my band. I was on drums at the time. We played uh, Seether featuring Amy Lee. What was that song? Okay, uh, I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the song. But yeah, it was it was something something super super mellow. Um, we won. We got first place at that battle. Band. Nice. And and everyone else, uh, the only other person that I remember playing any kind of rock or metal was was Nasim Mistirihi. And um, mm. uh, God, I must have been like fifteen when that happened. And I've I still to this day haven't heard or purchased. And the tribe knows I I really like to. Uh, uh, Tamimi is saying broken. Yeah, that's the song. Uh, Mike is also saying broken. Yeah, so we played we played the uh, broken one song for Battle of the Bands at the American School, and that was uh, that was that was it. That was my only experience playing anything in, in Qatar, and um, I still haven't bought a single album that's like, yo, this band straight out of Qatar has released this this music, and I'm buying it outside of Nasim Mustafahi. Hmm. Uh- well, the reason why I didn't say Nasim Mustafa because he's the only one from here kind of releasing stuff. Again, another, I think, person that's paving the way for people like Abinok, the black metal band. I'm not sure if they're black metal, but they sound black metal to me. But the reason why I, I talked to him about because they're the kind of closest to the style of metal that I like. And they got to the point where they have, I think, five or six songs released out there on Facebook. You can go check them out, follow them. And they were this close to having a EP release date, like party, and like, hey guys, check out our original music, which I think is fucking bomb, dude. You know, that's definitely something that we need to see more of. Cover bands are amazing. Cover bands are great. We're a cover band. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that. Okay, but I think we need to see more originality. Even like my, our buddy Sharif. Whenever I tell him, hey, we're playing Stormblast, his first question: Are you playing? Uh, are you playing in originals? I'm like, no, Japan. What? To play more like originals. That's my straight impression. <laughs> so, I dig it. And you make some point. It. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually pitch you one because because I really think that writing um, and and releasing music like uh, JM knows this. Uh, JM, if you're in the in the comments, chime in. Uh, you need and Romario is in here. He's he's from a band called Fat Randall. Tamimi's also released a bunch of stuff. All all the guys. Mike's been in bands and released music, um, even from the eighties and nineties. So you guys have to chime in, and we have to convince Seth here to to just to just go for it because one of the things that happens. I don't and I don't know why this is. Uh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's it's global. But I feel like people from 
the Middle East at least, uh, try to... They have this standard, this international standard of what a first album or a first demo should be just because of our the culture that we're in. We're in this uh, a global culture that kind of... Um, everything we're, we're introduced to, everything we consume is at an international standard because of our geographical location, the way things are imported into our lives. But um, there's a lot of things that happen uh, where where you should just just release a shitty demo, or release a shitty uh, podcast, release that uh, unfinished uh, comic book strip that you're trying to work on. Because the more you release, the more stuff you put out, the more you learn, the better eventually it'll, it'll be down the line. And um, one, one of the things uh, that JM and I were talking about was there's this really cool talk, and I've mentioned it before in the podcast, uh, by, uh, by Jack Conti. Um, about the volume of stuff that you have to release at first uh, to get to the one thing that's good. So if you think about like a, a, a singer-songwriter's a career span, a span of their career, there's say a pool of 500 songs um, that a uh, hundred of them, um, you know, made it, made it to the albums. Uh, 10 of those got to the top 100 five of those actually got nominated for something and one of those is the thing they win uh, a grammy for or or gets them that whatever award xyz um so to to try and uh write that one song from the get-go is is a recipe for failure you're never gonna write that first song that's the hit you're never gonna write the first thing um that you think is perfect it's never going to be perfect your your job is publishing and not finishing i i I honestly couldn't agree with you more and uh maybe we i think we should uh, release the what's called because when you said release it release it that was my mentality when i came down with the uh with sid and seth podcast uh i did zero editing on the on the sound it sounded good the first time so I just released it, you know, I wrote a description, I just released it. And I think that's what kept us going for such a long time. And that's what pushed me to keep doing sit down with Seth. Um, if I bring that sort of mentality to, uh, the band, I'll, I'll probably be writing more and releasing, like, you know, releasing the old stuff and continuing to kind of add on to more. Um, definitely, definitely something that uh, me and my brother need to sit down and think about because, uh, Arrival is kind of our band. It was our thing. And uh, when we had uh, Jan come over, he kind of slightly took creative control. We weren't mad at it because uh, we asked him to be to be on the show. Um, and honestly, in a way, uh, I don't blame him. If anything, I thank him because he kind of got us to finish writing five songs. So regardless whether I hated or liked it, okay, or hated it, we still ended up with five songs. I think I think so one of the hardest. That's that's one of the hardest things I had to do as well. Um, uh, JM uh, is is 100% like we're we're basically 50-50 and all input for for Svengali right now, and um, it wasn't that way before. It was kind of like a project that I had, uh, and and we had a bunch of people joining throughout throughout the the years, um, but it was kind of primarily my thing, and I had kind of the the final say, and letting that go, to be like you know what. You're, you take ownership of this as much as I do, and you you are in, in love with this as much as I am. Um, is super hard. It's super hard to be like uh, you can you can paint my baby. You know, what I mean? 
you, you can you can uh, write and release and uh, take ownership over this. So I get when you're saying like when when Jan first joined the band and now you and your brother kind of have to do like uh, you, you have to uh, attack this uh, like unanimously. You have to both vote for it. It's a it's a very difficult. Uh, and and that's the thing. That's another thing. Like working with people versus working alone is such a different, uh, such a different monster altogether. I related to sit down with Seth. So when I was alone, it was very tough. When I joined forces with force, <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. But when I joined, when they when they decided to say we want to like want to work together, um, they kind of took the reins a bit, you know. And I I'm, I wasn't mad at all. I was, if anything, happy. Because they were like, let's do this, let's do this. And I was all on board because I wanted to release content as soon as possible. Um, so it was kind of t- it was kind of uh, hard to go say, okay, with music, it's different. Because with music, it's like, what's the style we're trying to go for? What are we trying to do? And uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's okay. I think it's now it's like we have to attack it differently. Like me and Mo have to sit down and go like, what's our style? What's What are we trying to go for? Two cents from me, and uh, and I'm putting you on blast here, just because I want more local music. I, I, I want the Doha album. I want to go to Virgin Megastore and buy Arrival. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, just just don't. That will all come with time. You can't prep that. Uh, Unscathed doesn't. My our first uh, EP does not sound like Sayonara, our last album. It, uh, everything kind of developed in time. And if we hadn't released that first one, I don't think any of the other ones would have been released. But um, but yeah, that's just my like. I want you guys to to release some stuff, kind of uh, putting you putting you in uh, in the hot seat there. I I uh, I funny enough before I went uh, live with you, I called Bo. I'm like, Do should we talk about like releasing? He's like, Yeah, man, why not? So it is something that we've considered. Might as well just release it and just see what people think. And then we'll just say, hey, guys, this is the new arrival. This is how we're going <laughs> to... This is how it's going to sound now. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, you definitely put me on the spot. Now I think I'm going <laughs> to... Which I will. Which I will. Which I will. Yeah. And, and we'll post it on this page and the tribe will get behind it. Um, oh, man. Appreciate let's, that. Let's jump in the comments again. Uh, Romario is asking, how tight are you guys with the Filipino metal scene in Doha? Man, I, I say this with love. If it's not for them, we will not have a scene. I say this with love because, yo, they are such, they're so community based and they yeah. just love music and they love supporting bands. And, yo, man, honestly, like, the, one of the best musicians are Filipino and they're just kick ass. And they just shred, dude. They shred, you know? And they're so enthusiastic. They love it. They love being on stage. They love, uh, man, I. I uh, props, honestly, props. They're they they kick ass. They've definitely helped push the scene like from here to here, hundred percent. Yeah, because um, I think I think it's a little it, it's it's a little different in in the UAE, and I'm not sure why. And Romario, if you have any insight, uh, do chime in. But there seems to be pockets of different um, groups. I'm just going to say groups groups of people, uh, different uh, kind of cultures that kind of merge together and. and isolate and just become a scene by themselves every once in a while when a big band international band comes you see the majority come out but for some reason there there has been a separation 
um, which we're trying to break down. Uh, I, I still don't know why that is, uh, but we are we are trying to trying to merge the scene for sure. Um, so I'm glad to hear that like the Doha scene is uh, is already one. I, I I love it, man. Uh, to me, to me, like I, the more the merrier. Any style, music, man. Like to me, music. I, it's 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 a corny thing to say, but music literally brings people together. It really does. And I, I love the fact that they're behind it and we're behind them being behind it. And it's just help it help help the scene grow so much so much uh, bigger. Yeah, man. I'm stoked on that. Um, I'm going to keep going through the comments. Romario says, couldn't agree more about the releasing stuff, uh, the art of letting go. Uh, it's never going to be good enough, I don't think. But you you let go and release it and open up space to write more. Absolutely, Romario. That's, uh, that's exactly what I was saying. Uh, JM is chiming in here. What's up, JM? Um, by the way, whenever JM is not in the comments, uh, that's when, uh, when I promote uh, the, the screw JM. Uh, in the comments so we everyone tags him so if you go back in uh, enough episodes you'll see a bunch of screw jams in the comments uh but one of uh, one of my closest friends and uh and a homie uh in the band um jam is saying you need to start somewhere waiting for the perfect moment you will never happen start and refine it on the way uh, that's the best learning curve and your best teacher exactly 100%. man I completely agree. Um, Khaled Tamimi is saying I think every every song on Unscathed is that song uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I think Unscathed is, um, you know, uh, what JM and I uh, said this in an interview recently. Someone was asking us a bunch of questions and they said, what's the difference between Unscathed and Sayonara? And I think to, to kind of uh, uh, go back to Arrival, you have all the time in the world right now to write the first EP, the first album, the first anything. And uh, you don't have that much more time after that. That's when the ball starts to roll, and that's when you're in the hot seat. You're like, "All right, it's been a year, it's been two, it's been three. Where's the next one coming?" Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a very cool, uh, a very cool kind of uh, a mindset to be in. Uh, Yad Kamel's in the house. Enjoy watching Abbas on stage. Reminds me of Zach Wild. Thank you for tuning in, Yad. And uh, yeah, I can imagine. I have never seen you on stage. I, I I couldn't think of a bigger compliment. Like, dude, thank you. I fuck Zach Wild to me. This is this. What I'm gonna say is super controversial. But metalheads out there, hear me out. If there was ever gonna be a replacement for Dimebag Daryl, it's Zach Wild. I'm sorry, but he he. They're like, like like that. What do you think? I I don't. I don't think I don't I, like, I but I'm I'm a huge Dime fan. I'm a huge Pantera. Dude, same, same. But Dime, like, like it's it might be it might be close, and it's good that they're friends. But I'm not one of those people that's like let's have a Pantera union tour with Dime and and whoever on drums. I I'm not that guy. I'm like the discography can live on by us playing it. Um, I'd rather not see a botched up version of Pantera. Um, and also must, controversial, I'm, I'm, ju- just like we're seeing a botched-up version of Slayer in the in the last tour. Um, I'd oh, rather, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see if I couldn't see Pantera in their prime, then I just I missed it, and I'm I'm good enough not having a replacement for sure. But the closest, the clo- yeah, Zach on his own, uh, Black Label Society, uh, uh, Zach that's, Sabbath, that's... all that stuff, premium quality. True. Uh, the only reason the only reason I say so because I just I'm a big Zach Wild fan, and I, I can totally see him pulling off Dimebag Daryl's like riffage and what's it called. But there is I'm not saying he could. 
There is no substitute to Dimebag Daryl. Let me just be that clear again. There is no substitute to one of the best guitarists in the world. Zach Wild is as good, but I think he can pull it off. He can be the, like the next Dimebag Daryl. I'm just saying because maybe they're both friends and I don't know, man. <laughs> I, whenever, whenever he talks about him and like he, there's so much love and there's so much like, I'm like, oh man, you can be him. You can carry on his legacy. But I don't know. That's yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys. It's like the, the legacy lives on. Don't mess with those fucking riffs. Don't play that thing. Judy, what's up? Thank you for tuning in. She says, hi, guys. Just stopped by to say hi. I'm with the family. Only have a second. Thank you for, for spending that second with us, Judy. Uh, we miss you in the comments. And uh, we'll uh, we'll catch you in the rerun. Um, you can listen to this or, or watch it afterwards. We've had a bunch of uh, interesting conversations. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll catch you uh, whenever you, you can. And say hi to the family, for sure. Um, there's a... Oh, you opened up the door about the Zach... Zach and Dime stuff. Oh man. 100% about Zach and Dime. Uh, no, Zach is Zach. He's great, but no, no Dime. Dime is his own league uh, from JM. True. I completely agree. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. Um, let's uh, bridging the separation is key out here. Oh, this is Romario talking about uh, kind of how the scene here um, uh, segregates to some degree. Oh. Bridging the separation is key out here. I think they're a huge part of our scene, and I think more. I think the more everyone goes out to each other's gigs, the bigger the scene is going to be. I 100% agree, Romario. And I don't actually know why the scene has that um, kind of uh, divide, uh, but but it does. And uh, you know, we've we've done our part in trying to like bridge the gap in terms of playing. Um, you know, there's there's like promote different promoters here in the UAE. We've played all kinds of uh, different promoters uh, shows and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Uh, oh, there's more to that comment. Sorry, I didn't see that. Uh, about the Filipino scene, there's so much uh, subculture to it as well with the apparel designs, designers, etc. Yeah, there's there's um, like t-shirt. Uh, uh, yeah, apparel designers. There's uh, there's apparel. There's they have uh, a skateboarding um, kind of brand uh, that that's strictly for the punk and, and grindcore scene that they have. There's a lot of stuff going on that I think is part of the the community that is for some reason segregated uh, over here in in the UAE specifically. But it's one of those things that we just have to tackle. Uh, Mike saying I agree. Dimebag is st- still. Is still key best, shit man. of. Wait, wait, I don't. I got. It's still key shit of Turd Island, in my opinion. Both are sick. Okay. Is he wearing <laughs> a dime bag? Are you making fun of dime bag? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure what that saying means, Mike. But um, yeah, basically, if anyone was going to fill Dime's shoes, it would be Zach Khalatamimi saying, "Yeah, absolutely." I think what I'm, what my argument is, is that it, the shoes don't need to be filled. Uh, they're they're fine where they are. Let's just leave him where he is. Um, Judy saying, "I miss you too." She's on the phone. I'm here until then. Uh, awesome, thank you, Judy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I miss you too. Uh, we're, we're we've been uh, we've been discussing a bunch of stuff. Um, Seth is from Qatar, uh, from Doha, tiny ass country in the GCC, and uh, we're talking about podcasting and metal. 
um, Ben Monroe, what's up, Ben? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, just came in on this. I saw Pantera twice, Black Label Society once, Dimebag is irreplaceable, but Phil and the Illegals at the moment are doing fucking awesome uh, Pantera shows lately. I didn't know Phil and the Illegals are uh, are doing Pantera covers. Covers. I, I, <laughs> saw, I saw them. I saw them last year. Oh, yeah? Covers. They're in 100%. Yeah, and this is something I, I 110% agree with. They came out and said we are a we are a, we are a Pantera tribute band, which I completely respected. This is something I'm like, cool. You said it. You said it right. You came out. You respected the band Pantera. You, as Phil Anselmo, who was the lead vocalist of Pantera, came on stage and said, "Hey guys, we are a, we are a Pantera tribute band." It was because it was him and the Illegals. And man, it was fucking awesome, dude. I think that's a dream come true for me when I saw Phil and Samuel live. So I saw I saw him. It, it was it, I, I can't imagine what you saw, him, but I saw him with Down back in 2011. Uh, but oh it was at Hellfest. It was. It I was, was a, supposed to see Down this year. Yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> I want to cry, man. <laughs> I had VIP tickets. I was supposed oh, to be damn. in Belgium in June. Yeah, it's it's crazy how. Uh, I don't know how how the live scene is going to be after this in general all all around the world. I don't know what um like what what only a vaccine will take. Uh, it'll only take a vaccine to get like thirty thousand people into a venue again. Yeah, I agree. I don't That's think honestly the thing. But I, I did I get some weird closure where my buddy was like, next year, uh, when people do come to the festivals, it's going to be even crazier because all this amped up kind of like they missed a year of festivals. Now it's like the next year is going to be crazy. Just full of festivals. Yeah. So. I, I, and I, I think, like I said, there's going to be some pent up energy from, from all the festival goers for sure. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be explosive to say the least. Um, uh, ben is saying uh, Zach should stick to himself, uh, stick to being himself rather. Uh, Mike saying King shit of Turd Island, aka the goat, the greatest of all time. Yeah. Okay. I I see these li- sayings. I'm I'm bad at it. I was saying uh, the 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 meat and potatoes instead of meat and uh, the meat. Yeah. I was saying something else, and then Josh corrected me. Meat and potatoes. These little sayings uh, I'm I'm horrible at. Khal Tamim is saying Seth uh, is from Doha, Qatar and he's laughing at that yeah yeah um that sentence does have a contradiction in it uh, or or an uh, abnormal uh, thing to, to say but yeah uh down a sick live from ben yeah dude uh ben's actually from uh og band uh here in here in the ue called the crow murder um that oh. very got a lot of um, got a lot of a comparison to them they had a they had a very um down vibe to them for sure uh, Mike saying Phil and oh, yeah, right. vocals. Sorry, Sorry the, we, yeah, we have a Pantera tribute band here called Gro- uh, Groat. I completely forgot about to say, but they're a really oh, good cover cool. band. Awesome! Groot, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to see a Pantera cover band because I always, I love to see uh, what the vocalist does. I saw them, and he he, he pulled it off. I was there going like, yeah, you got it, you got it. To me, I, like when it comes to Pantera, you can't help but look at the guitarist, because that's what makes or break a Pantera tribute band. You need to have a guy that's, I can shred, man. Like if you're gonna be a tribute, you gotta give tribute. That's that's how I see it. And uh, he he kicked ass. He did well. He, he did he did. I think he gave Pantera justice. That's good to hear, man. I like I like hearing that. Um, Mike saying Phil Anselmo's vocals on Cemetery Gates was phenomenal. Uh, his off off his range uh, which a lot of people don't 
didn't know he had absolutely uh, shows off his range which a lot of people don't know he had yeah i think uh, i think that uh, back and forth with the dimes guitar is one of uh, one of like the historic moments of of metal for sure um Khaltamimi will do mask pits <laughs> i think i think uh, i think that that'll be the case at some point um crow murder was sick as fuck from uh, from khan yeah man they were they really were and ben monroe is uh, is a supporter of all things uh, indian his his uh patron his name is up here on the uh, there it is on the on the patron line and uh one of the coolest uh, coolest people i met uh, chef ben uh, makes a mean steak too so uh so shout out to ben thank you for for tuning in my dude um i want to ask you seth yeah performing live mm-hmm. and podcasting um, I, I we talked we touched on it a little earlier. I I kind of have uh, I told you I get uh, a really, like the the same rush from from both those things uh, just before I hit go live or just before I, I actually jump on stage. But have you learned anything from either that you've applied to the other? That's one thing I'm very curious about. I think both have uh, very two different elements. Um, so podcasting live. Um, I just learned that since I don't, I'm not the vocalist. I kind of have a. It's an easier role for me because I'm just sitting and having a conversation, and it's not as stressful. Uh, while playing live, uh, it's I think it's a bit more stressful. But I kind of I ease into it once I'm done with the first song, and then I'm on to the next song, and then I'm I can finally like kind of just relax and just kind of be with the band. But both elements have a very similar kind of. Uh, like there's similarity because we're one we're both live <laughs> two uh there's a lot of love and support uh when you see people physically there yeah you know so, uh, you feed there's off the energy you, you, exactly you're feeding off that energy that excitement and uh you you bust out you play a good hit and they're all like man they're all into it and um i'll be honest man i've played live of a total of two five times in my life and that's how i know it's weird me being a guitarist and all that i feel very weird but um storm blast has given me the opportunity to play live again you know and i'm very grateful for for that honestly i was the, i remember the first storm blast like yo dude i don't know i was so picky about the songs i was like you gotta pick easy songs and then you forget that you're good at guitar like you can actually learn <laughs> sounds really cheesy but like you forget that all these years of just playing and not playing live you accidentally pick pick up skills and then when you yeah. realize you can learn a song easily you're like oh yeah this is easy and you're like guys i can like i don't know if i should say this but so there's a song i'm not gonna say it because i don't know how uh, the other band i was supposed to be featured with another band to play live a certain song by i'm not gonna say the name of, i'm not gonna say the name of the song i'll say the name of the band okay they were supposed to do a slayer cover mm-hmm. okay and if you know what i'm talking about you know which song okay I'm not gonna say it. The big song. If you, if, the big song. Okay. Uh, why? Why don't you want to say it? Is there? I think they want to keep it a surprise. It's like, oh, we want to save it as an ending song. But okay. hopefully people will forget. Hopefully people will either forget about it. But it's it's not. I'm not in the band. They wanted me to be a guest guitarist. Okay. okay. And they're like, will you, be, will, will you be willing to learn said song? I'm like, Yo, I mean, it's gonna be a while before before uh, it happens. So it'll... yeah. Okay. Raining blood. There we go. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> We're, so like, we're, could you, we're all about we're all about dropping dropping uh, the the walls dropping, here on, 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 unmuted. 
today has literally been nothing but like I don't know if I should, fuck it I'll say it uh, <laughs> but no raining blood so I was like uh, no I can I'm like uh, maybe and then I go home and then I try and play it I was like it's too fast uh, and I slow it down on the on a computer app where oh, sorry it's a songster which is a great website where you can like learn songs and you change the tempo you can change the tuning of the guitar um, I think it's great by the way if, if anyone out there it's, it's not a plug but songster is really good just letting you know <laughs> um, and, and I picked it up I was like yo this is easy like I have to kind of not play it exactly the percent but when you jammed it and I looked at my brother who is very when it the one time my brother is super serious with me the one time he's like no nonsense is during recording or jamming because he will say you're not tight no do it again no learn it and he'd, he'd switch to big brother and I get a bit scared like, alright cool man because <laughs> uh, I trust his opinion he's uh, you know like I don't care what the vocalist says I don't care what the drummer says I look at my brother and he, if he goes like, like alright cool, I'm doing it right and I realized I can play it I was like I can do this I can I can, it's easy I can, it's an easy song fuck it I can't wait to do this live it's gonna be so much fun and uh, that's where things kind of get scary where I think I can't do it but then you realize you can do it and then you go live and that's where it really shows whether you can't do it or not yeah. and then when you finally pull it off that rush like oh my god I, I'm surprised at myself more or less at the surprise of the crowd a very <laughs> good example a very good example is when we pulled off uh, BYOB System of Down. Down yeah so it sounds like an easy song but it's not off and it's not on like it's very weird the time signature is kind of off and uh, I remember like we were jamming it and we would never get it right. Like, guys, maybe we should drop the song. No, no, no. We can do this. I'm like nervous. I'm like, yo, guys, seriously, forget it. Even on the day, on the day, I was like, looking, we were all, I, oh my God, this is actually really funny. We were all looking at each other. It's like, are we really doing this? Yeah, fuck it. Our buddy, Nasala, the drummer, look at him, Nasala, count us off. I'm looking at my brother because he's doing the intro. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay, it's going well, it's going well. The entire time, in my mind, I'm like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up. The one time I'm not headbanging, I'm looking down at my guitar, I'm completely focused, completely robotic. And we pulled it off. <laughs> yes, it was very very robotic of us just standing there because I haven't gotten that good. I'm not good to the point where I can play and like headbang, which is, I want to do just for theoretical purposes. I think everyone wants to headbang and but we pulled it off and that's that's the same kind of feeling I get when I finally get it right and people feed off that like oh you did a good job and I go up and tell them what did I do wrong yeah I want to know what I did wrong I want to hear the negatives not the positives I know it's weird but that's what I want to hear we, we always talk about it the the you, you get the uh, the good job bros yeah, one, yeah which I like which, I, I, which bro. I like um, but yeah the, the, the ones that go yo that was cool um, but also, you know, if you, if you tighten this or do that, I, li I like a bit of uh, a bit of both. I don't like the uh, the unwarranted uh, random um, opinion. I like constructive criticism, but I don't like the nah. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's the no one gets anything out of that. Um, or I exactly. wouldn't I wouldn't walk up to a random band and just be like, yo. Uh, so what I think you should do is uh, next time. You know what I mean? Like that to me doesn't make yeah. any sense. But, that's um, exactly how I approach everything in terms of live performances, any sort of sort of performance, especially when it comes to YouTube. Like, yo, what could have I done right? 
you know yeah like i mean the what's it called like oh and then people would be honest with me they're like oh you should have done this oh maybe do this uh like i heard a lot of times when we first started the podcast like oh it's too long a lot of times so we shortened it and we got better results yeah. okay now the podcast is only well not now but the old one we used to go live now it's like 30 minutes max max you know and 45 this is we try to go over the limit and that works and uh i i've uh, again it's all thanks to constructive criticism yeah, even Sharif, man. Sharif, we, we, we did uh we did cemetery cemetery gates which i was again another song that i was kind of scared of playing because again I, i'm not that good i can't play the clean then switch to distortion i'm still not there yet i'm still kind of in the learning curve uh so we had someone on the keys play the clean part mm-hmm. okay uh sharif at the end of the show he's like dude great set but uh i think uh you should have worked harder on uh, cemetery gates and i was like dude thank you thank you i really appreciate that and he was right i i thought we could have been tighter and a lot of people were like pyob was okay i think people liked it because we were playing silver down they looked they kind of looked past the off playing and the kind of not being 100 percent and focused on oh my god they're playing system for down oh my god this is a throwback system is a huge band dude anyone plays system you, you'd get a reaction for sure so let's that was uh, kind of what we were betting let's see what the guys are saying in the comments because everyone's um everyone's chiming in the oh my video just turned off um do you want to do you want to go for the comments from uh, where khalid said i would never have guessed the song and uh, i'll be back i'm just gonna plug this thing in all right okay so we have here some comments. I don't know how I'm reading these comments. You're gonna be doing a nan job now. Can't do this. Uh, okay, so let's go with our producer has one of the same. He was mad into keeping it tight. That's Mo, that's my brother, Mike uh, Mike Angelo. That's my very, uh, I would say Hitlery, but <laughs> that's kind of mean, but he wanted us to be tight, which is fair. I mean, that's something I kind of agree on. Um, we'll gladly pay to watch you guys perform proud of Flush again. I don't know who you're talking about, but thank you. I mean, you should thank them. Ringo, stop. So uh, I think, I think, uh, Khan is saying, uh, he'd, uh, he'd do that for, sorry, I'm back. He'd do that for, uh, uh the Crow murder, Ben Monroe's band. Oh. Oh, okay. I think I went way too far up, right? Sorry, I kind of... Uh, no, that's fine. Ringo Starr is a prime example. This is a... We're talking about... No one cares about drummers. Uh, <laughs> uh, not sure I'm capable now. Ben Rose uh, is replying to uh, Tahan. Uh, yeah, Khal Tamimi is commenting on the good job, Rose. I, I completely... Uh, yeah, the, the I, I, love, I love the good vibes that come on after a show, but um, there's a bunch of people... Uh, and, and we all know a couple of these people that don't even watch. They're the ones that are outside or at the bar. And then when you finish, they're the ones giving you the thumbs up. And you're like, you weren't even there. I was on stage. I saw where everyone was. Um, I, I know. Whenever I, I tell my friends about the uh, show I'm playing, I love them because they're right there front and center. I can see them. Like the first ever Storm Blast show, uh, we were the first band on. So the first band on... Th- there's not a lot of people coming in. They're still kind of settling in, having their drinks, kind of, you know, loosening it up, trying to get the vibe in. Um, so you'd get like a maximum of like 20 people up in front, you know? 
So when we first started, uh, it was like 20 people in front of us. You know, three songs in, slowly people kind of joined in. But my friends were right there in front, and I was like, oh man, that that was so much comfort. I just, I lasered focused on them, and they kind of kept me comfortable. Um, but yeah, I that, basically, I, if it wasn't up. That's the only way to do it at first, though. That's the only way to uh, to keep it going. And I, I have uh, we, we uh, like one of my uh, mental things that I do on stage is is everyone is the same entity, and um, the front rows is like that's my my people. That I, I half the time I don't know if you've ever you've never seen uh, Zvengali play it, right? You've never seen this. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Ahmed Dabir to try and get to, get you guys to come perform at Stormblast. I told him. I would like, love to, man. I would love to play that. I, I, I'm, I'm still waiting him for him to contact you. So I'm, I keep bugging him, like, dude, you want a, you want a good metal band? Like, you want metal? Swingali, man. Dude, that would be amazing. I, I, I'm still because, dude, like, I've, I've, I've been a, I'm, I'm a, like, I told you this before, and I can, I'll say it again. You. Coat of Arms and Nerf Cell are like the reason why I've decided to start a band. Not like regular bands because it's people that I know who've made it and I was like, man, this is awesome. Look, give one like how they made it and it's so inspiring to see you guys actually do it. And you dude, went that means the world to me. Live. Man, dude, because it's mashallah alaikum, man. You guys really like got far and, you, and you're continuing to do it. Thank you, you know, man. Like, this is like living the dream. Like, this is like, man, mashallah. Like, thank this you, is what we have you. to do. I, I, I tell Mo, I'm like, yo, dude, hey, this is, we can, we can be the next coat of arms. We can be the next Fengali. You know, we can, we can make it. We can be out of Doha. We can be the band of Doha that made it out. You know? And, and you guys will be, man. You know what? You just have to release the damn music. <laughs> <laughs> release it out, man. Okay, we will. Trust me on this. Anyway, but yeah, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Um, I think I think one of the coolest things for me is is going back. Would be if if we ever play Doha, it would be to go back and just revisit that place because I haven't been back since I left. It's been at least ten years since I set foot in that country. So it'll be uh, it'll be very very interesting to see how everything is, is has changed. Man, everything must like have been even, so different. Even if, you, even if you don't come back to play. Uh, even if you don't come back to play a gig or like there is Ahmed Dabir is actually commenting like visas are a problem now uh, make it work bro <laughs> so I'm saying but come back during when they when we have uh, a storm blast and just see the scene check it out judge for yourself you'll definitely be into it it's something that I this is this is how much I love the scene here and this is what I really love so storm blast is one of the things that happen here there's a lot of other sort of uh, rock, rock on the beach. There's like uh, another, like sort of mini one uh, festivals that happen either indoors or outdoors. On top of my head, I completely forgot. But whenever you go, you'll see the same familiar faces all supporting different bands. And I love that, dude. I love it. And we all know each other. We all bump heads. We're like, "Yo, guys, we're here. Let's party!" And like, it's never an awkward crowd because you know everyone. And I yeah, think that's that's one of the best feelings in the world. That's you the know? local scene, man. That's the that's the best thing. That's what made playing Stormblast the second time so much easier. Because I practically know everyone I everyone I everyone I'm looking at, I know. Yeah. Like it, it was there were more people, they were okay, there were more unknown people, but it was it was like I know these people. This is my crowd, this is my people. Re- I, remember 
remember me when this happens. When when you're on stage uh, somewhere completely obscure where you don't know anyone in the crowd, but they know you and they sing along and the words and the music that you wrote means something to someone you don't know. That remember me when that happens. Whenever it does, you just be like that motherfucker Adnan said this would feel good. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in, man. Definitely, of course. I even. Let's go through the comments. Uh, Natasha's in the house. Thank you for tuning in. She says, "Love your oh. band." Okay, can I do something? Yeah. So Natasha is one of the sweetest people I know in this world. She's one of my closest friends. I love her to death. She hates. I'll put this exactly, Natasha. You can agree with me if you're still watching. She hates metal. She does not stand it. But she, she loves the band. But she only. She's like, I'm going to come watch your band and leave. <laughs> I was like, you're too sweet. I love it. Thank you. Even the second time where I was late, I, I, she had to. She had to watch three metal bands. She had to, it's like, you know how I had to like cringe just to wait for you. I was like, you're the sweetest. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, she's she's an absolute angel. And uh, shout out to Natasha in the comments. Yeah, man. Uh, Khan's got a good uh, good one for you here. He says, uh, Hey, Ahmed, uh, when was the last time you thought, what am I doing with my life? And what happened after? Tell us a story. That's an amazing question, Khan. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I actually had to pause because <laughs> I was like, that's a fucking good question. That's funny. I had that thought uh, a while ago. I had that thought a while ago. This is when I was in the middle of uh, sit down with Seth and we're working hard on it. And I sat there going, what am I doing? I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, no, it's, it's, it's going somewhere, but like, where is it going? And I was just really depressed. Kind of just like, uh, kind of like what's happening? Like, well, what is this? When is it going to like lead something? Uh, and I stopped and I just, like took five seconds and uh, I told myself, if you stop now, everything you've done has been wasted. Keep pushing. Keep going. You have your dad's blessings. You have your parents supporting you. They want you to continue doing this. You have people who want you to do this. So currently, when people say, what do you want Sadan Seth to be? Or what do you want your life to be? I'm like, I want to just make Sadan with Seth as big as I can and as far as I can get it. So the day... When the day comes where things don't work out or the day comes that think I have to dismantle, which I will not let happen, or it just it needs to be what it needs to be. We have to like, okay, guys, it's not going to work out. I will not say that I didn't, I didn't give up. I tried my, I, I gave it all I got. But until that day happens, I honestly don't have like right now, I don't, this is what I'm doing in my life. After, I don't have an after plan. This is my plan. This is my current, this is, this is what I'm doing right now. That's awesome, man. That's a that's a great answer to that question. And for me, Good man, question. the last time I went, um, what am I doing with my life? I think it was. It's happened twice in the in recent history. Uh, the first time was uh, this time last year. I was working on on content creation with with different uh, people on online, um, different personalities <clears throat> online and stuff like that. And I was making a lot of content for uh, for people. Uh, let's just keep it at that. <laughs> um, and um, and I realized halfway through that I, the 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 narrative was shifting and everything was shifting in my life, and I just didn't enjoy doing a bunch of stuff for someone else. Um, and uh, and I just I wanted to step away from everything. So I that was what the what the hell am I doing? Why? Am I, 
busting my ass off for for someone else's uh, game uh, and then um so I, i changed everything up then uh, and then again uh, recently when uh, when the quarantine stuff started happening when the virus was was about to uh you know you had that vibe of lockdown as a, as, a, as upon us kind of thing i i uh struggled with it at first because i was like what am i what am i going to do if i can't go out filming because that's the thing that i do um and uh and it it kind of hit me like one of the things that i that i could use is filming and using it online and that whole like spiraled that whole uh, live uh video that streamed with jam and and it just started turning into this thing but it was uh, it was another one of those like damn i've i've only ever done two things i've only ever filmed and uh, edited like made movies or made music and <laughs> those But are the two things out. yeah those are the two things i i still do to this day absolutely like 15 year old me just- would high five me <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the your, your the vlog when you first started vlogging and how it evolved from uh I think you were guys were at like this uh giant desert camping area and you were just filming with like a little camera Oh yeah I had vlogger. I had I had the little uh what was it called the Cisco uh a Cisco something it was like a little handheld camera back in like 2007 or something and I I saw that progression and i mean because you started like i think you you have history you started way before 2007 right? i mean with that yeah, guy we, had and- we were we were doing a lot of a lot of videos online uh before that and um i forgot where we used to even upload them back then but uh, <laughs> then we we did the the youtube stuff with that guy and had uh i had i had for those that don't know i had a a skit channel basically kind of it was just me me and a friend uh, i was had he was that guy uh, and we'd just do uh, do a bunch of really poorly made uh comedy stuff um it, w- it wasn't poorly made because we were bad at making videos but we would intentionally make them bad <laughs> because we thought it was funny <laughs> my favorite one was uh, you how to make coffee i fucking i love that man <laughs> Kills me. You know what? You know what? I'll link it uh, at at the end of this video, at the end of the stream. Is, I'll link yeah, it in link the, to, in the it, description. It's my favorite because if people <laughs> people will get a, a reference of of what we're talking about, um, oh, dude. But you yeah, guys that, had a very uh, I call it a Will Ferrell dry humor, deadpan. Dude, no no one got the humor but us, and we were loving I, it. I got it, dude. Straight up deadpan comedy. I loved it. One it of my other favorite one is when you were when you were headbagging to. Code of Arms EP song. I, I don't know what it's called. And the Sharif walks in, he's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, stretching. Oh my god. So yeah, we we based these things on on things that happened to us or stories that have been told. On, uh, and because we lived in a studio apartment, we didn't have any uh, anywhere to like do anything. Someone told a story of them walking in on their roommate, uh, completely like you know, air guitaring and air drumming, and was hanging out. <laughs> and and the awkward silence between like the walk in. and and them admitting what they were doing and we found that hilarious so we made a little uh, little video about that it, the, the whole video is the silence because there's barely that, any that, barely that, any that, setup that, and barely any tail the entire video was basically the silence uh, let's keep going through the comments here um 
uh, Romario, how long is the flight from Doha to Dubai? And is there a stopover time? Uh, is that with the stopover time in our mind? Yeah, now now the, the flights are... I don't even know how how we do it these days. Um, it's different. It all depends. If you go like to Amman, you might be waiting for an hour to three hours. Every airport has a different uh, way. So, I mean, I, uh, I've flown... I, sorry, I've keep flown going. Back I was saying I, I threw I threw back and forth to from here to Dubai and uh, it is a bit of pain in the butt but uh, Dubai to me is one of those places where I just love to go but I just I like it. Uh, and saying, I feel like uh, I'm sorry I, I, not to sound like a douche but I never hit you up because I never thought we were that close. That's I, I don't I don't mind that um, I'm not one of those guys. It's like why why isn't this happening? I, I completely I completely understand especially in a place like Dubai everyone's uh, coming in and out. Um, whether it's for work or other stuff, but uh, but now you had you have to hit me up. Now we've been now, we're yeah, on record. Yeah, Khan <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying uh, uh, props to you, brother. I love the answer. Absolutely inspired. Um, yeah, that was a that was a super good answer. Um, ben Monroe saying I would love to see all the old footage from that guy in head. Never knew it was meant to be comedy though. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was a it was a horror show. Um, Ahmed Nabil saying, uh, Amir, Amir, uh, so many mentions of Coat of Arms here. Uh, yeah, Amir, shout out to the guitarist of Coat of Arms, Amir. Um, we, uh, we go way back. I was a huge uh, Coat of Arms fan before I even moved to the UAE, back from, from uh, when I was in Jordan. And when I moved here, uh, I'd, I'd be front row and center for all their shows singing along. And, uh, and then I actually met the guys and started being friends with them. And now uh, Bailuni is, is part of the CTG Productions team. And, um, and he's sessioned uh, for Svengali for, for about a year. He came to Lebanon with us and stuff. He played the Sepultura show with us. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we dug deep into the coat of arms world. Uh, Mike says, I like the videos you did with Tara while you guys were in stateside. Uh, aside from all of them, I like those the most. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, um, the videos I do with Tara do uh, uh, tend to, tend to uh, be a little better because she makes me kind of polish my game. When it's just me by myself, I'm like, ah, you know, the cuts and we'll cut here and we'll cut there. And she's like, yo, do a better job. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I love one of the videos I love the most that I've ever made, ever made. And I've made a lot of videos. I mean, I made a, a video, at least one video a day for a year and a half uh, on nice. one channel. On one channel okay. and then i did my behind the scenes videos on another channel so i've made a lot of videos and one of my favorite videos of all time that i've ever uploaded is this video um of tara and i walking around in a park called fox hill uh in okay. in richmond virginia uh two days before uh the birth of my kid so she was really pregnant and we were walking around this this amazing park super empty there was a massive lake uh, we had a drone, so I was flying a drone around, uh, just getting this beautiful footage. We just went for a walk, and it was one of the calmest uh, things I've ever done in my life. And um, there's absolutely no reason to have it on, on video. But I thought, you know, because I stopped season two uh, when, uh, when you know, we were getting closer to the due date and stuff. I stopped season two. We weren't making any vlogs anymore. And I was like, you know what? Let's just make a video. Let's make this cool little video. Uh, just uh, shout out to, to the tribe. Uh, I believe it was Roxanne at the time that was like, just call them season 2.5. Don't worry about it. Just make random videos. Come say hi to us live or something. So I did that and uh, we called it season 2.5. Made this one video. Two days later, Kiddo shows up. And now looking back at it, I was like, yo, 
that's that's within the 48 hour time frame of his birth and growing <laughs> up like imagine him turning 10 and going yo this is exactly what we we're doing the night before <laughs> that's so, that's something you show like like, like like you show it to your kid when he like when he's tagging like see this this was literally two days before you were born. Like, that's yeah, yeah, it's, special. it's amazing. And I think, I think, I, I, that's why I love uh, vlogs and vlogging and making videos or content online in general. Outside of the the art and expression and and the the putting stuff out there, I I think it's such a cool um, time capsule. Like, we can look back at this conversation in five years, including everyone in the comments with us, including uh, our thoughts, uh, especially at a time like quarantine, and just go. You know, damn that! What a what a strange time we were going through. This is exactly what we were talking about. This is exactly what we were doing, and um, and th- there's just so much. Uh, like now, when I go back and look at the that guy in head videos, that was me, uh, fresh out of, barely fresh out of college. I think we were still studying at that time. We were actually. Mm-hmm. We were both both still studying. Um, just bumming around making stupid videos our days were flipped we i'd wake up at 6 p.m at that time during that and and that's that's all documented and now when i see that i'm like 6 a.m god what the hell was wrong with me (laughs) yeah it's uh but the fact that you still have those videos like that's awesome you know like ask anyone else they probably didn't don't have them but like you still have all that you know it's all documented it's all there yeah, I, I, that, I think that's that's one of the the biggest um, attractions for me doing doing these things uh, is outside of the like I said outside of the connection and the expression and all that stuff is uh, it's just going back and and looking at them watching them again five years from now ten years from now whatever I I, I have videos I've uploaded eleven years ago on the same YouTube channel uh, that's still nice. saved up there. I'm going to jump in the comments real quick. Mike says, uh, I like, uh, no, that's the one I read. Uh, I remember that one. How many times did you crash the drone? Yeah, uh, I did. I did crash the drone once and I kept it in the video because uh, <laughs> I thought it, I thought it looked cool and thought I was like, you're just you're just like that's just distortion what are you doing why are you putting distortion in the video um enjoy says yes that was an awesome video adnan thank you so much joy uh ben is saying that video is beautiful bro i have often thought it'd be cool to have a film crew follow me around you are blessed to have that stuff documented thank you my dude and i think i think uh outside of like a film crew and stuff the phone these days is is such a powerful tool to just capture those moments and if you have like a a cloud the dropbox or something to save it on that's if the phone gets destroyed you still have them it's so cool to just go back and and watch these things right now my kid's only seven months old and i look at photos from uh, from like you know the first month and i'm like damn how he's so different he looks undercooked in the first month (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> time moves quick man absolutely uh, Roxanne is saying it was an awesome video peaceful and serene it tickled that you remembered uh, the 2.5 <laughs> yeah I, I remember the 2.5 I remember everything about this tribe Roxanne I remember everything you guys uh, you guys contribute to uh, to to my life you guys are part of a big part of my life my you you were there when uh, when the kid was born so uh, nice. 2.5 nice. of course I remember 2.5 um yeah uh so i want to ask you about the um the uh let's call him the sit down with seth Seth tribe what do you guys uh who's who's your people what what is it like because Doha has a very very small place and uh 
but I think the power of the online world uh, just we're not the confined to any boundaries whatsoever. So uh, who's who's this Seth crew? Where's uh, where's everyone at? Uh, funny enough, we have a, the, our major following. Our, our, the love we get the most are from gyms, from um, uh, from athletes, people that tune into our show. Um, there's a community. It's a CrossFit community started by a buddy of mine uh, who I we trained together. Well, he, he still does CrossFit. I kind of moved my training regimen. Now I'm doing something else, but he's still powering through CrossFit. Uh, he has a group or a community called uh, community, community Driven by Passion or Driven by Passion uh, for short. And it's just this group. Uh, it's a it's an Instagram page where people all can chime in. They put the tag of them working out. It's just a community of people doing CrossFit workouts. And uh, I really noticed that they're the people who are with me 100% when we did the CrossFit Open. So to give you an understanding of what is a CrossFit Open and what I'm talking about, the CrossFit Open is a worldwide uh, CrossFit workout where every week a CrossFit workout gets dropped and everyone does it. And you register your scores online. You have to be in an affiliated gym. And uh, at the time, I wanted to do the workout. And of course, I died in every one of them. But I wanted to do them so I can have like an experience of talking about them. The whole concept of the Open was that I would do the workout. Adil would film it. He would do his movie magic. And by that, I mean actual magic. It looks absolutely phenomenal. The next day, I would I would have uh, a guest from the gym to come on the show and to discuss the workout, to discuss ta- tactics, to discuss a, a, a way to tackle the workout. What do you need to prepare for it? Because you have like five days to do the workout and then you have to submit your score. So the last CrossFit Open, I went up to the community and I told them, guys, I have this idea. And I want you guys to join me where I would do a workout in a, uh, I would do every work in a different gym. Okay. And we would give shout out to the gym. We would, uh, we would do all sort like, you know, everyone gets love and support because it's so weird. CrossFit is, is the most community based, uh, sport in all time. And it's absolutely fantastic. You know, that's what I love about CrossFit. Other than the fact that actually it's a ridiculous way to get fit. Uh, a lot of people hate on it because it's very injury prone. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone's like, yeah, well, it's called, um, what's it called? Uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's saying that, uh, he's, they say it's a lot of injury prone. Um, just, and I'm not going to get into it. I'm not, a, I'm not a professional. It's injury prone only if you decide to injure yourself by not eating right or not training properly. That's the only way you can get injured in CrossFit or your ego is too big. So that's set aside. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. Um, uh, so I told them, guys, this is the, the this is the plan. We're gonna go to a gym every week, and I want you guys, the community, to come with me. And you're gonna be in the footage. We're gonna have you tagged, and we just want people to come with us. And we want to go to different gyms. We want to see how pe- how other gyms do the open because when the open comes around, they make like a spectacle out of it. They do page or that contribute the most are the CrossFit community and I get so much love from them man a lot of my coaches or people that I've worked with they support the show and I have them on because they're the ones that I want to have on not because they're friends because I've worked with them and I've seen that they have the capacity they have the knowledge you know uh and it it may be like a revamped of things but it's something that's always going to be interesting and relevant 
Yeah. Because CrossFit is forever growing and forever getting better. Yeah, yeah. So during a lot, a lot of a lot of things also like a lot of uh, so basically also to sum it up, majority of them are also fitness nuts and what's it called? So is is the majority um so it, going forward, uh, are are you going to stick to the uh, with the four sports and and the the not the theme, but you know what I mean the the baseline of uh, of fitness for sit down with Seth. Seth? Uh, yeah, uh, we, we will still continue going. We will still continue to go strong with uh, four sports. Um, I think I think it's important that we because we 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 have the same mindset, you know, and when you work with people that have the same kind of ideas you guys are all agreeing on one thing um it's best to not ruin it and um we will continue to talk about sports we will kind of slowly kind of not talk about sports but maybe dwell into like the lifestyle of working out or like have different things on like so we have like lifestyle people so like uh, a, a lady her name is Ganoush, or her name is kim white we had her on a show and she was talking about uh, how to eat right, how to, this, the, basically a lifestyle show, you know? Um, so it's not always about sports and fitness and, you know? And it's not just random sports. Like we had a very, we had an amazing guest. Uh, his name was Muhammad um, uh, Al-Thani. He's uh, the first Qatari to climb Mount Everest. Nice. And man, to have him on the show was like... Whoa, like that, that was a heavyweight. And I was intimidated. That was one of the shows. But he was super cool, man. He came up and he was like, ah, man, we're cool. Um, but no one no one would think that mountain climbing is a sport. But the reality is it's a sport. It's a, it's, it's, it takes this a toll. Is, so. This this is a, a great segue. Because I asked this. Uh, Basil actually asked me this. And, uh, and I'm going to try and ask every podcaster kind of person uh, this question. Uh, actually... It wasn't Basil. Khan asked uh, the question in the comments. Um, craziest guest you've ever had, without name dropping, or at least the story of a, of a tough time with a guest. Can you please just define what does tough time? You know, someone that wasn't cooperating, um, someone that uh, had a bunch of rules before going on. Is there anything that where while you were talking, they they just didn't want to talk about the same topic or so, anything like that um any anything that kind of made your job doing the podcast rough that day interesting question um i wouldn't say tough or what's it called so uh, some of us, uh, the majority of the people that i had on the show uh it was kind of a first time experience to be on something like this so they didn't quite know how to semi-prepare themselves, you know? So they felt a little intimidated, a little shy. So they would give kind of short answers or not kind of like feel um, comfortable talking. Um, they didn't have any reservations. Uh, obviously, the, the questions I asked, I always ask non-controversial questions. I always ask questions that have to do with their sport. I don't dig deep into their private life. That's obviously none of my business. Um, I don't discuss politics with them. I don't discuss religion with them. So my questions are very, I base my questions very easily. So I've never had a hard time. Um, but there were some people who, some guests, sorry, that maybe found it a little intimidating. So they were kind of shy to talk and they were kind of like, 
soft-spoken, which is good, which is not a problem, you know? It's my job to kind of keep the conversation going. So I tell them, be as natural as you can. Do not feel comfortable. Feel, you have to feel as comfortable as possible. I, I try to have the guests come on the show at least 30 minutes before to have that brief banter so they can kind of loosen up. So once we go live, it's like things has, haven't changed and we've kind of directed the conversation towards your life instead of just talking about like the weather or traffic. So I, I told you uh, j just before we went live, talking about that uh, half an hour pre-live pre show, um, mm. and, and a lot of the tribe knows this uh, in the comments because uh, part of the Patreon, um, whatever, uh, like uh, benefits, whatever it's called, uh, if, you're, if you're a patron, you get to see these things called the hallway sessions. And um, oh, okay. I think I think the hallway sessions uh, are are that half an hour of loosening up and getting everything ready is such an interesting part of part of the show, part of the podcast. I wish I could see it for every podcast I listen to. So I started this thing called the hallway sessions that patrons get uh, access to for every single episode um, because uh, basically I read I didn't read I heard uh, what's his name David Letterman saying something about uh, the. Um, you know, you don't leave it in the hallway. Don't talk to your guest in the hallway. Kind of burn the conversation. So when you go live or on stage, it's it's still fresh. It's still new. When you say hi, it is re a genuine uh, reaction. You're not kind of trying to rehash a conversation you've already had. So um, it's interesting that you kind of loosen them up with that hallway session. It definitely is. It helps. But here's what's funny. So there's a lot of times where I kind of divert and I would kind of... Del, I would kind of talk to them about what I'm supposed to talk about and then he'd start talking about uh, something that's really very beefy and has substance Adel will jump in like, uh, wait stop stop leave it for the podcast <laughs> so and like I'd ask a question like, oh wait hold on I'll save that question for the podcast so remind me and then as we were doing the podcast I'd say uh, just before we went live I asked you this question and then I'd say so it's actually a good way for me to have last minute questions um, so here's here's some, something uh, that I kind of want to say that, again, hallway sessions are great because they do help loosen up questions and they also help me kind of prepare more questions. I do come prepared. I do research about my guests because I have to have some sort of background. Uh, one of, one of uh, an interesting guest, which I did a lot of thoroughly research for, other than most guests, was uh, Fahad Othani, who is a famous uh, professional boxer here in Qatar who was undefeated. So I had to ask him about his first fight and his current fight. So obviously, I'm not going to say, who was the guy you fought? I had to have their name. So there was like the name and uh, they were happy. They were like, they were like, they kind of, they were like, they were like excited that I knew this, you know? Another one, there was a, there's a, a lady who does dressage and I, I found out because everyone has a little history. I tell them, so you come from a very fit family. Uh, your brother is this, your brother is like, oh my God, yeah, how do you know this? I'm like, oh, well, my job. <laughs> I kind of have to know all this. You know? And she was she was happy. Like after, she was like, that's really good. I liked how you kind of know everything. And it helped her talk about it more. Yeah. You know, they feel that it's flattering. At the same time, I'm happy that they're happy. As long as they're comfortable on the show to talk and feel like there's no awkwardness, I'm happy. And uh, yeah, absolutely. it's absolutely, uh, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, I think I don't know if I, I, I've only done this is episode 19, and I've only done this those 19 times. I, I've had 
Um, we were talking about the the learning curve earlier when we were talking about uh, Sid and Seth, and then sit down with Seth and and your journey throughout. I've had experience with uh, with doing podcasts before that never. Uh, never like came to fruition and that's why I, I was i was so adamant about the just release the stuff because i bef- way way back in the day uh, i had a thing called camelhead podcast i don't know if you were ever aware of that we uh we tried to start like a metal uh podcast <clears throat> back in jordan um that was uh, that was interviewing bands and then it turned into interviewing bands and in video on a youtube channel called camelhead and then um that that lasted like two episodes and then we had uh i had a, ha- a page called have you seen that uh, where we'd interview bands and do all that kind of stuff go to go to shows i think your brother was in the first episode of that we interviewed him in the bathroom of the venue because <laughs> the venue one. was too loud um <laughs> and then we tried to start the have you seen that podcast and i was also behind the scenes for that one i had uh, my buddies paul and sari be uh, be the kind of the on stay on screen uh, people that lasted another like three four episodes and then we had a, yeah, another one that i never followed through with we started another podcast called we need a name um with the hadi seri dean from uh, from a band called benevolent and now hadi uh, just uh, his solo project um where also we tried to do like this a uh, free format um hour-long conversations with musicians and stuff like that lasted about six seven episodes so it was inching closer each time and each time i'd pick up something from the last time that failed and kind of apply it um uh, but the uh the the like uh, like josh was saying the meat and bones the meat and potatoes of of the whole thing that i took is after all of that especially doing uh, a lot of vlogs uh, throughout is just the more the more uh, i did it the better the better it got and stuff like that but um uh where where do you see uh sit down with seth going from here from right now right now uh trying to create something different so we want to be as original as possible so we're not just a, a podcast. I I look at it as a as a talk show more than it, more it is than a podcast. So we're definitely something where it's become it's we're trying to evolve it to something bigger. That's that thing that me and Adler are talking about. That was kind of like the next step, you know. It's something that Adler's idea who wants to bring up and we want to try and attempt to do, which I'm obviously on board with and I want to do it. So it's introducing different elements, uh, different uh, way of talking to guests. It's not just a podcast. There's different things. So uh, if you look at our show, we're not just a podcast. We do like little vlogs. We, uh, we, we release the documentary, which is probably the highlight of Sit Down With Seth. So definitely doing more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documentary is called Top Dog. It is basically... A the path of six amazing athletes with different backgrounds. We have a CrossFitter, we have a powerlifter, we have a a a, 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 sorry, a bodybuilder, um, and we we subject them all to the same workout, and we kind of see how they all do. But it goes so much deeper, and that was one of the biggest projects. And I see I see us doing more of that. Because that was the highlight of my, I would say, my podcasting career. And there's not even a podcast; yeah. it's just a documentary, which, which we just had. We all sat down, we brainstormed, and we just called Top Dog and like, guys, we need to do this. And man, I remember it was like I think 
three months in the making. The first three months, it's just like trying to find people. Hey guys, we have this thing called I'll pass. Hey, we have this thing called I'll pass. Oh fuck! Yeah. And uh, every of course, everyone helped. Everyone like, how about this guy? Try this guy. Talk to this guy. He's a great bodybuilder. He's a great powerlifter. He's a great crossfitter. And it was just when it all came together, it was so surreal. It was such a magnificent moment, and definitely, definitely, definitely the highlight of my career. And oh man. I'm just, yeah, I, uh, I, I think, I think what's really cool is that you guys are encompassing a bunch of different media elements mm. uh, into the same thing, which, which I also, um, I'm a big fan of. Like this page is under my name. Uh, unmuted, the show is unmuted, and it's primarily what I'm focusing on now. Uh, obviously, because it's three times a week. Um, but, but like the vlogs are still up. Um, uh, all, all the uh, band stuff that I still uh, do is still going on. Um, Oh, and by the way, speaking of band, everyone in the comments, uh, we're releasing a brand new music video on Friday. Um, patrons oh. got a patrons already got a look at it, but uh, but everyone else gets gets a look at, at it on Friday. Um, nice. Yeah, and I think I think what you guys what you guys are doing is really really cool. You're gonna encompass this like just media. Um, well, what's the? It's it's not. I was gonna say corporation, but that's not really the right. Um, you know what I mean? Like a collective, a collective of, of media elements under, under the same name. It's definitely not just podcasting. I mean, in the future, we're definitely focusing on uh, doing maybe vlogs, uh, doing like uh, personal profiles of uh, different uh, athletes, you know, and it's something that we really, really want to want to work on. It's that's the future for it, you know, because we, yeah, we see as that being the, kind of the power of because everyone likes things visually, you know. Absolutely, they love, they, you know. And man, again, Adel Adel is just like one of a beast when it comes to video editing. And um, obviously, we all have our input. No, do this, do this. I think we should do this. And he would make it happen. And we all have that amazing input, which makes it in the end so much better. Um, but uh, it's definitely a good arsenal to have because it is expanding. We're not just a podcast. We're yeah. more than that, you know. Which Absolutely, I, which is definitely the direction which I want to take it to. Absolutely, my dude, and I'm I'm super stoked uh, that you uh, that you rocked up on unmuted today, and we had this conversation. Like I said, oh, one of, one of the coolest things about this uh, for me, as selfishly, just uh, just as as one of the things that I get out of is having a platform where or, or an excuse rather to, to talk to people that i've known for years that i haven't had a chance to sit down and just shoot the shit with for over an hour you know what i mean we've we've uh, bumped into each other we've had these conversations here and there but um to actually just sit down and, and get to know each other at this level and get you uh, get you to know the tribe and get the tribe to know you guys it's just one of those things that's like it's such a it's such a, an excuse for me to just hang out uh, with with everyone here yeah, man, I like that. That's awesome, and I, I, I'm, dude. Thank you for having me on the show, man. It's fucking been awesome. You know, it has been amazing. Thank you uh, to everyone in the comments. Uh, uh, there's a couple of uh, comments that I missed here. Um, Nardwar, the human servette, is Canada's greatest interviewer. Uh, the guy knows particularly everything about the artist uh, to the point where he trips people out. I wish I had that yeah. much attention to detail with the guests. I actually know who you're talking about. He has like a fedora. Uh, and he wears he wears really weird clothes, and he 
Um, I've seen. He ends, I've seen he ends, his... he ends every interview with doot doot loot doot. I think it's yeah, annoying. That, that guy. But I know. I know what he's talking about like he literally knows everything that the people are like. Oh my god, how do you know that? And uh, I don't. I'm not a Nardwar. If you're saying I'm not like that, but uh, I. Uh, it's it's best to kind of keep it. Uh, on the uh, safe side where everyone knows this knowledge. I don't want to say something that they want to not know because that's kind of risky. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you live at this number. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, uh, Khaled saying, I think Unmuted is a perfect example of uh, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. And uh, yeah, uh, Khan and Mike, thank you guys so much. Um, Ahmed is saying, this Friday, sweet. Yeah, bro. Um, the song is better off off our off our album, Sayonara, which is kind of the black sheep of the album. And very, very excited uh, to, to read this video because the video is also uh, kind of the black sheep of our music videos. It's animation. It's very cool. Um, nice. Vanna saying, releasing a new video on Friday, uh, but don't you have a show? No, I don't. Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. <laughs> there, there's one last thing I want to bring up before I kind of like uh, say my goodbyes. Um, so Ahmed Nabil uh, started something really interesting during the quarantine era. It is an online band, which is uh, a super group of different local bands where we pick a song and it would be a guitarist from this band, a drummer from this band, a bass from this band, a vocalist from this band. And we are basically collecting together to do a cover online. Everyone in okay. their house, they learn their part. And uh, he told me, I, I want to talk about it because I'm actually going to be, I'm in the first, I'm in the first video. Oh, so that's awesome. I'm not going to say, yeah. So it's, it's a really awesome song. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh, is there yeah, a link? One of those things. Is there a link we know. can give the tribe? Uh, I think the best link is the Stormblast link. Okay. So if they all cool. follow the Stormblast link, uh, that's where you stay updated. And uh, if Ahmed, if you decide to put a, because I don't, I don't think they have a, a Nova. The band is called Nova Vortex. That's the okay. All right, but the link is just Stormblast. Just go to the Stormblast page, and well, we'll keep when you updated. guys, I think when you yeah, guys have the it video online, will be released in eight. S- send it over send it over i'll share uh, it with the tribe here definitely and i think you should stay tuned because that's one of the coolest projects i've been in and it's like i get to like be in a virtual band yeah it's know? awesome so we have everything recorded and we just kind of have to do our parts and it's gonna be really really awesome yeah man i'm looking forward to that i'm i'm stoked I, and i love i love all the creativity that's been happening in quarantine um i think it's one of the coolest things in the world to to see people uh, like just exert a bunch of a bunch of their creativity, and I'm looking forward to more uh, more sit downs with Seth because uh, because you're doing a bunch of them um, through Zoom and stuff like that now. Uh, so so um, all that's going to be linked in the description. Um, Ahmed Nabil saying really cl- really glad to have known of the tribe. Stay strong. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, the tribe is uh, is one of the coolest places and one of the coolest um, groups of people out here man i I love these guys to death uh mike saying good times be good and stay in trouble we try uh joy saying uh stay safe everyone thanks both great show thank you joy for tuning in um seth ahmed my dude it's been an absolute pleasure Um, thank you man i look forward to to everything you do um shout out to adil uh for for everything he does on your on your team as well for sports man these guys thank you guys and adil 
I'm going to call you soon. We have to talk about this thing. <laughs> so we'll get for Shout the out call. to Four Sports. <laughs> Shout out to Adrian. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And hopefully um, I get to uh, I get to see you very soon. When this is over, we get definitely. to uh, we get to do a bunch of stuff together. Most definitely, man. Most definitely. Amazing, dude. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, stick around for after the uh, outro. Uh, I, I, there's a bunch of little shout outs in the in the credits there for, for the patrons. And if you are uh, willing and able uh, to support the show, there's a link in the description. Become a patron. Uh, see my face more often and uh, and help keep this thing running three times a week because because uh, uh, the lights are expensive here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you guys. Um, a share and a like will go a long way too. If you're if you are not into that kind of stuff, anyway. Share, share a like, bro. I just did it right now. <laughs> share a like. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Ahmed, and uh, I'll see you guys on Saturday for the twentieth episode. Going strong. Nice. Hey,